1: That's 800-392-7027. Limitations and exclusions apply. First month free with purchase of single plan. Visit choicehomewarranty.com for more details.
2: Saturday Night Football, the fifth quarter takeover on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. Get ready for scores, interviews, and analysis with your hosts Marty Terrell and Charlie Gibbons across the country and around the
3: world.
4: All right, good evening. Welcome aboard into a Saturday and into a Sunday weekend edition along with Bailey Beck. I'm Marty Terrell. This is the fifth quarter takeover. We do football right up the middle. We really do. We get after it. We got a lot uh, going on here on a Saturday into a Sunday. Of course, the NFL will preview late in the show, but You know, these first two hours, we are locked and loaded. Aren't you grateful? We got you locked and loaded with play-by-play coverage. Not literally play-by-play, but basically play-by-play coverage uh, of all these big conference championship games. Alabama-Georgia going down to the wire with Alabama now with a 10-point lead. We'll keep an eye on it. Iowa and Michigan coming up live from Indianapolis. Charlie will join us here at 40 past the hour And, of course, earlier today, Texas had a rollicking walk in the park win, 49-21 over Oklahoma State to claim the Big 12 uh, championship, which is really kind of – but they might get into the Final Four if they get some help. All eyes on Alabama and Georgia down the stretch, Louisville, Florida State, and Iowa, Michigan. I mean, maybe Iowa pulls off the unthinkable, a major upset. We're sitting here saying they just upset the whole – final four apple cart that's what this is all about it's a weekend edition youtube television along the way as well we're very excited about that we put all week long into that so you're going to be able to watch us and all our podcasts youtube television we're very excited about that and he's going to get mad at me but vanguard utility partners and randy byrne a driving force Behind our expansion, and it's really, really exciting. It's been a lot of hard work, a lot of running around, but we're very excited about it. Darren Peck, awesome job uh, at Sports Byline. So, we got a lot going on here, and we look forward to it. All right, when we come back, we'll kind of get you up to date. We'll preview things, a lot of stuff from the week, the NFL stuff with big games, Denver and the Texans, San Francisco and Philadelphia. But at 40 past the hour, we're going to be in a full sprint mode with these conference championship games and all the developments. So keep it right here on Saturday night football, the fifth quarter takeover presented by Vanguard utility partners, a special shout out to Meskwaki bingo and casino Tama, Toledo, Iowa. Coming back sports by light. Keep it here.
5: If you're struggling to keep up with conversations,
7: Are you looking for a guilt-free holiday season? Check out 100calsnacks.com. With 100% natural ingredients and no sugar added, these snacks are low in carbs but high in protein and fiber and absolutely delicious. You'll get a kick out of the chocolate brownies with ashwagandha and use code NOGUILT for 25% off your order. That's the number 100calsnacks.com. Get the energy boost you need with a potent dose of superfood for just 100 calories. That's 100calsnacks.com.
4: All right, talking the world of sports here on a weekend edition. Marty Terrell along with uh, our good producer, Daniel Ogden, does a great job. Not a good producer, a great producer. we got a lot to get to. You know, Friday night, Oregon, Washington, five versus three. Uh, and we're going to talk about the games that matter in so far as the Final Four. The other ones we'll get to on uh, the weekend edition on Saturday night, uh, the fifth quarter takeover with Charlie Gibbons, who, by the way, is on record with some, I mean, his, his I got to give him credit, Charlie Gibbons, and he's even done it against the spread, which I don't pay attention to. But I'm telling you, he has he has picked. He's close to seventy percent, which I, I I've never seen in my life. It's been unbelievable. Uh, we should have documented it. But you know that Oregon Washington game's got a lot of people's attention, and we'll see in the fallout from that. But you got to turn ahead to these other games, and it, it's. <laughs> What are you going to do? What What are we going to do if Alabama beats Georgia? I mean, is Georgia going to get in because oh, they're Georgia, and you know they're they're going for a 3 P. Well, they didn't play anybody this year, and that's kind of not their fault. But insofar as their non-conference schedule, they don't play anybody, and that's always annoyed me. But I'm not going to get in on, up on that soapbox. But I think Alabama, obviously, if they lose, we don't have to worry about it. They're out. So we're going to have one SEC team for sure. And that will be in the middle of the day on Saturday. And then we go to Louisville and Florida State at night. And, again, Rotomaker's out. He's gone. Travis is done for the year. And now you've got this Brock Glenn kid out of Covington, Tennessee. And you're going to throw him the keys and say, okay, get us to the – pro." I think Louisville is going to beat them or Louisville if you if you want to be like the locals down there. So the ACC Championship and I think I really do think the powers would be in college football in the college football CFP they would love it to 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 have an excuse, to, eh, you know, Florida State you had a great year, man. Great year. Hey, coach Mike Norvell, great year. Thanks for losing cuz we don't have to worry about you. But here's the big one, the slobber knocker. And it's in my wheelhouse. I get it. Big 10 Championship Gus Johnson, the the A-team, number two, Michigan, number 16, Iowa. And we all know who's in the center of this storm, and it's one James Harbaugh. Three-game suspension to start the year, three games to end it. He's on the sideline. It's Indianapolis. Here we go. And everybody's talking about well, how can Michigan, their favorite three touchdowns, how can the over and under be mid-30? I mean, what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. I'll tell you what's going on. They're going to get up 31 to nothing, and they're going to run the ball. And our resident Michigan Wolverine cheerleader is one, Mr. Daniel Ogden, and I think we've got it nailed. The game's going to be, what, 31-3? Dan, what do you see and what are you hearing from the Michigan camp before we hear from Coach Harbaugh? Go ahead. Let's hear.
8: I think. Uh, I just hope they're not looking uh, past the game because that, that could definitely put them in some trouble. And I will say, uh, on a complete side note, they kind of avoided – they usually have one game a year, uh, maybe where they're at Iowa or at like a random team that they have trouble with, but they're not playing them away. So I, I'm not as worried. They they should roll, but you never know.
4: Okay. Well, speaking of you, you hope that your beloved Wolverines don't look past Iowa, listen to this little snippet, and we'll have a little fun with this, but listen to head coach Jim Harbaugh. He of the Harbaugh family fame. Again, three-game suspension to start the year, three games at the end. They usually employ their operatives to go spy on teams. Listen to Harbaugh as they get ready for Iowa Saturday night in Indianapolis. Go ahead. Let's hear it.
0: So got a little tussle coming up against Iowa. Bless their hearts. Big Ten championship, technically. I mean, come on. Everyone knows the real conference championship was last Saturday. But the nice thing about playing Iowa, besides the fact we have a vastly larger recruiting base, more resources, more media exposure, a larger fan base, larger alumni network, and much more financial support is that we didn't even need to burn any resources, sending our special ops to check them out. We know what they're going to do. You know what they're going to do, death, taxes, and the Iowa game plan, right? Not that they had any chance anyway, but they're missing their, what, four, five, six best players. It's like bringing a butter knife to a lightsaber duel. So. I hope everyone enjoys the glorified scrimmage this weekend when we officially bring home the Big Ten hardware. Should be fun. I I mean, what could possibly go wrong? (laughs) Wait
4: a second. (laughs) Wait a second. Now, we've all heard about bulletin board material. Never give your opponent bulletin board material. Well, guess what? That's bulletin board material. But you know what else, though, that is? It's fake. It's not real. And damn it all, Daniel, I fell for it. What is wrong with me? A buddy of mine sent that clip to me this morning over breakfast. Two eggs, two strips of bacon, and French, I mean, uh, English muffins. How the heck did someone put that together, get that over, and I'm not going to call it X, Put it out over Twitter, and I fell for it hook, line, and sinker. So forget that crazy inflammatory piece. How did they do it? And I want to play it one more time because I want to hear something very carefully. Can you do it for me? I'm slow, and I think the audience will appreciate the replay. Hit that cut again real quick. Jim Harbaugh.
0: Got a little tussle coming up against Iowa. Bless their hearts. Big Ten championship technically. I mean, come on. Everyone knows the real conference championship was last Saturday. But the nice thing about playing Iowa, besides the fact we have a vastly larger recruiting base, more resources, more media exposure, a larger fan base, larger alumni network, and much more financial support, is that we didn't even need to burn any resources, sending our special ops to check them out. We know what they're going to do. You know what they're going to do death taxes and the iowa game plan right not that they had any chance anyway but they're missing their what four five six best players it's like bringing a butter knife to a lightsaber duel so i hope everyone enjoys the glorified scrimmage this weekend when we officially bring home the big 10 hardware should be fun I, i mean what could possibly go wrong
4: oh my god Daniel, how did I fall for that? Well, I know how I fell for it. That sounds so legit. It really does. How do they do that? Please weigh in on this.
8: I have no idea. I don't I don't know the uh, the AI, the in, inner workings and, and ins and outs of the AI deep fakes. Uh, yeah. but I mean sometimes there there's pretty incredible ones, you know, that even have Oh my um, god. President Biden, or you know, really well-known uh, people saying things that are just completely outlandish. I, I'm not quite sure how they do it, though.
4: But aren't doesn't that make you scared? I mean, forget football. I mean, you, you mentioned the president of the United States. That's frightening that people can do this. I mean, I don't want to do a whole hour. I want to talk sports, and it's a great sports weekend. You got to admit that's pretty scary, is it not? That you could put something together fake as good as that sounds. unbelievable. it's definitely freaky.
8: It's uh, something that uh, doesn't – I wouldn't say it's a sign of good things to come.
4: No. And you know what? He's right, though. (laughs) Some of his points – whoever did that, it's genius. Uh, And I will tell you, um, the points were spot on. Death taxes in the Iowa game plan, exactly right. It's very predictable. We'll see. I will give you one scenario, and I'm going to – Share it with my uh, – or share – it's it's with my partner, Charlie. Charlie made some good points. We had about a, I don't know, 10- to 12-minute conversation today. And I think this is one of the linchpin games. I mean, Alabama-Georgia is huge. Don't get me wrong. And they're all big. But this one is going to be really – because it's, it, it's expected to be a route. It's expected to go, you know, two-and-a-half quarters, if that. And Michigan's going to pack it in. But I, I, Charlie gave me some bullet points today and I actually wrote them down and I'm going to share that with you and then we'll get Daniel in here for a full download uh, talking some NFL. I know listen San Francisco Philly is huge but don't forget Kansas City Green Bay that'll be at Lambeau and Houston Denver. Denver is just on fire right now having won five in a row so we got a lot of football talk to get to. It is the weekend edition football fifth quarter Charlie Gibbons uh, he made a good case today. He really did, and I'll share that with you. Coming up here, it's Sports Byline. It's the weekend edition presented by Randy Burn and Vanguard Utility Partners, and a whole lot more. We got some new corporate partners joining the fray starting next week on December fourth. We look forward to that. Here on Sports Byline across the country on iHeart around the globe, American Forces Radio Network. We're coming back. Mm-hmm.
1: 800-211-6008 800-211-6008 That's 800-211-6008 Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline.
3: All right, weekend edition. We're wrapping up football
4: here. Final Four, the Heisman and Army Navy next weekend. But we got a lot of football between now and well, now in the Super Bowl. Just think about all oh, the college games, the bowl season. I mean, every time you turn around, we're going to have football on the TV screen. and We look forward to it. All right, we'll get to Daniel in a moment. All right, so Charlie Gibbons, he'll be with us tomorrow night. And he's going to give us a kind of a preview tomorrow, and then he'll join us likely uh, on halftime. He'll be coming up on halftime of the the Iowa-Michigan game. And I said, well, if you jump on at halftime, Charlie, what will you be talking about? And he said, well, whatever I see. And I said, well, that's great. What are you going to see? And he said, and I'm quoting him, and, you know, I'm doing it, you know, I'm paraphrasing. He said, Everyone needs to tap the brakes and slow down. Now, this is a guy who's been very good this year, and he's made some crazy statements, you know. And he was wrong about Colorado. He did say uh, Colorado would go to a bowl. No, I, maybe – I think he said they'd win four and they're four and eight. He might have. And, by the way, how about Deion Sanders? Sports Illustrated Sportsman of the Year. You know what? They got it right. I'll save that for a later segment. They got it right. Sports Illustrated got it right. Deion Sanders is the sportsman of the year, and I'll, I'll explain why. But let me digress. So Charlie gets on the blower today, and he says, listen, this game is getting way too – here you got Alabama, Georgia playing. you got all these other games, and everybody is focusing on Michigan and, and Iowa and Indianapolis. And I said, I know. It's weird. I'm turning on talk shows outside of iowa i'm listening to national shows and they keep hammering and i said well that's easy it's harbaugh it's michigan michigan's a, you know as big a college football brand in my world is anybody yeah you can tell me georgia you can tell me alabama you can tell me lsu you can tell me texas t- t- tell me about them all well michigan's right in there they're, they're one of the blue bloods they are to college football what Duke is to basketball, except for Michigan's got a pretty damn good basketball program. Again, I digress. So I said, well, what is it? He said, I'm telling you, this is Charlie Gibbons. Iowa's got a big shot. They got a big shot. And all they have to do is get a lead above eight points. They're 72-0 and 0 if they get an eight-point lead. Now, I don't know where he got that stat. I, I was busy today running around. I didn't get it. And it's not that I don't believe him. But here's what I'm going to tell you. And he may be on to something. And Daniel just said something between us down the line. Daniel's in San Francisco. I'm sitting in Des Moines, Iowa, getting ready for a road show weekend here, talking Big Ten championship game. If it looks too easy, folks, you're going to get burned that over and under total is low and everybody's well i mean michigan can and they could michigan might win this game like they did a couple years ago 42 to 3 i mean seriously it could be that simple but here's what i'm going to tell you charlie said look if they get a, if if iowa can turn the field shorten the field get a turnover get a pick you know and this is what iowa does their defense is their offense because their offense stinks but if they get a 10 nothing lead or Get up, you know, they're not going for two. Say Iowa scores a touchdown. It goes up 6 nothing. They're not going for two. They're going to kick an extra point. But Charlie says, if they get, you know, 10-0 lead, look out. Because they, they they just, and this team is fired up. They had to straighten out their kicking game. They absolutely had to straighten out their kicking game. That Nebraska game last uh, on Black Friday was, it was painful to watch. And it's been painful to watch the Hawkeyes go 10-2 and and, and and look horrible doing it. But there they are, 10-2, and two playing in the Big Ten title game. But, they, you know, if Iowa goes plus two in the turnovers and maybe gets a pick six or a special team score, and this game stays in the teens or 20s, look out. And Michigan does not want to play, fire, uh, play with fire. They don't. Then I snapped my fingers and I came back to my senses. I said, wait a second. Corman and Edwards are going to score. They're going to throw the ball all over the place. Uh, McCarthy's going to put up minimum of 250 and probably closer to 275 through the air. And this is a running team. So that means he's going to haul. He, he's, they're going to dink and dunk if they have to, but he, he could stretch the defense out. Look, I think Michigan's going to be up 7 nothing, 14 nothing, 21 nothing, 21-3, 28-3, and then the foot comes off the accelerator. They're going to run the ball because Harbaugh's no dummy. It's not going to put Edwards and Corum and even keep McCarthy out there in a big-time situation. Two-and-a-half, three-quarters, if the lead is 28 or more, those guys are coming out, and, and Michigan's going to cruise home so that's my take you heard what I said about Charlie Charlie will be on tomorrow night to face it to just square up and face what he had to say about it it's going to be phenomenal I look forward to it all right let's get to um let's get to the NFL Daniel San Francisco you're in the Bay Area San Francisco Philly speaking of weird numbers you know who's favorite in that game holy smokes the 49ers going on the road. What reason would you throw out there? And I'll say, look, Philly's had a couple of close calls. Philly also has a lot of cushion, even though Dallas found a way to win on Thursday night. Philly's not really, I mean, this game means a lot to them. No team goes into a game trying to lose or take their foot off the accelerator. But I think psychologically and maybe mentally, there might be a little bit of a potential letdown for the Eagles coming off three scintillating games of the last three weeks. San Francisco, Philly. Give me a take. Go
2: ahead.
8: Um, I think the Niners are going to win this game. Um, I think it'll be close, um, and it'll kind of be a a little bit of a back and forth. Um, And I think if you're the Niners, I think you kind of want it to be close. Uh, So you you kind of get – they haven't really had a ton of close wins, most of their close games have been losses, but they're really good at, you know, kind of front running, getting ahead early. Um, so I, I, I think in Philly's like the opposite. Almost every single game, they, they've kind of barely squeaked out, so to speak, but they keep winning. Um, I think the Niners are just a better team, uh, but you never know. Hurts uh, could, you know, blow up and have a great game.
4: Yeah. Don't you think Purdy and company goes back there, though, with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder because of what happened, his injury, and how the wheels just came off the NFC championship? So I look I, I look at San Francisco maybe as motivated and maybe overly motivated not to settle a regular season score or, or an NFC championship score with a regular season game, but it's in the same building. So I think it's a little bit of a little deja vu that they want to see go the other way. So I think you're right. I think San Francisco is the better team, all things being equal. But I think they've got a little added incentive. So here's my convoluted question for you, or my simple question, and I made it convoluted. Isn't San Francisco the more motivated team going into that game on Sunday?
8: I I definitely think so. Um, I think... They like you said, they kind of still have a bone to pick, and and to be perfectly honest, I don't. I think they would have won that that playoff game uh, had Purdy not gotten hurt, um, or at least it you know would have been a good game. And they kind of hung in even without a quarterback.
4: Yeah, I mean it got so bad it got down to Josh Johnson. I mean it was it was it was hard to watch. It was all right. Let me switch gears because then when we come back with our final segment, we're gonna spend a lot of time on the uh, the whole menu of NFL games, including your. Jacksonville Jaguars, who will take to the Monday night stage against Cincinnati. Do you have any problem with Deion Sanders as the Sports Illustrated Sportsman of the Year? I think they've got it right, because who else are you going to give that award to? He almost wins by default. What he's done to the Colorado Buffalo program is worthy of a lot of recognition. Is it worthy of being the Sports Illustrated Sportsman of the Year? What say you, Daniel Ogden? Go ahead. Tell me.
8: I, you know, I, I don't necessarily know that he deserves it, but like you said, I can't really think of anybody that, you know, that comes to mind immediately that I would think is, um, you know, better. And I mean, they were selling out Colorado football games in September. I've never seen that before.
4: Yeah. You know, the only other, I was, when that came across my feed this morning, I'm, I'm like, What? What are they doing? I mean, this is the same award. Sportsman of the year one year back in the 70s was a horse, Secretariat. I'm thinking, well, wait a second. Why wouldn't you give Bruce Bochy a little bit of a look? But you know what? Baseball managers aren't sexy. It's not that you're not going to sell any magazines or you're not going to sell your brand. Not that Sports Illustrated's a magazine anymore because like everything else, it's digital. But if you looked around golf, John Rahm won the Masters. That's the Sportsman of the Year. Was there anybody in hockey? Hockey? Eh, you're not going to put a guy up there. I mean, no. Baseball other than Bochy? Who are you going to put up there? Otani? Okay. He also got hurt, blew out his arm again, and, and played for a losing team. So when you really got down to analyzing it, NBA, you uh, you want to put the Joker as the uh, Sports Illustrated Man of the Year? Um, I don't know, but – I. He, When it came right down to it, I said, You know who was most impactful in our sports conscience this year? It was Deion Sanders. They got it right. Deion Sanders is a rightful and deserving Sports Illustrated Man of the Year. And guess what? That's a big statement for a program that went four and eight. But you got to go from whence they came. They were one and 11. Mel Tucker couldn't get it done. That program imploded. Mel Tucker took his little, uh, you know, he had a couple of years. And then, uh, boom, he ends up in uh, Michigan State. We know how that ended. I'll give Sports Illustrated credit. That's a, that's a big statement. That's a, a big thing to put out there. I'm sure there's going to be some criticism. But uh, I think they got it right. I do. All right, we'll come back. We'll look at the NFL. And we'll look at the whole menu of the games because there's some good ones. And there's some real bad ones. But let's be honest. Thursday night, Amazon game, despite all the yellow markers on the field, that was a heck of a football game. And is Dak Prescott trending towards possible MVP? Think about it. Look at the numbers. We're coming back here. Weekend edition, Sports Byline. I'm Marty Turrell. Keep it here.
12: Has someone in your family lost a job recently, and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? Quick Cash Offer can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents and risking your safety by showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your home to foreclosure. If you have any equity in your home, we will buy it and give you cash within days, all in a simple over the phone and virtual process. Call Quick Cash Offer now before the economy gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just don't want to get the cash you need
1: today. 800 788 1495. 800 788 1495. That's 800 788 1495.
13: Right now.
1: Paid for by Steel Man Pills. 800 965 1295. 800 965 1295. 800 965 1295. That's 800
3: 965 1295. Remember in the beginning when you first started to build a life for you and your family? You never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you.
4: All right, fifth quarter takeover. It's a Saturday night into a Sunday weekend edition. And as much as you get pumped up for these games, sometimes you have to wonder. All right, Charlie Gibbons live in the pregame as we get ready for Iowa-Michigan. But it's really, I hate to say it, that's a foregone conclusion. I mean, Michigan's winning that game. Charlie will tell you otherwise, and I can't wait to hear it. But, <laughs> hey, listen, Florida State wins. They're in. If they're out, then, you know, it's its going to be just – we're. Uh, we're gonna have this same old stupid debate I wish we could just spin ahead Charlie 12 months get us to a 12 team playoff and, and get rid of this nonsense but we' you know we got to live with it for another one more year one more or two weeks and away we go let's get to you Charlie I want to start with what you saw today which really wasn't a surprise I mean Texas rolled Alabama held on and to me it's a fix it's two SEC teams. Georgia's getting in with one loss because they're going for a three-peat. Michigan's going to blow out Iowa. Florida State's going to probably lose, and Washington's in. So here we go. Let's hear what you have to say. The stage is yours because I cannot wait to hear what you have to say. I've been waiting all day for this. So it's your <laughs> stage. <laughs> I'm serious. Well, I can't I... wait to hear Go ahead. I mean,
14: yeah, I'm just I, perplexed. I, I, hey, I don't know. I I think Iowa's got something in store for Michigan. I could be wrong. Uh, You know, look, on paper, this, this game isn't even close. Iowa's got no – doesn't even deserve to be here on paper. But with everything this Iowa team's been through and uh, Ferentz, how he, he's been able to hold this team together and, and this team – I don't know. It, it, it's different. I, I, there's no way that Iowa should even be in this position, to be honest with you, with all of the injuries and everything else that they've had to overcome this year. So you can say that Michigan can, can say that it's Michigan versus everybody, but Iowa, I, I feel like Iowa has had to deal with far more uh, distractions and setbacks this year than Michigan the Michigan's have, have been self-inflicted so look I think uh, Iowa can come out and I think I think Michigan's gonna load the box I think if if Iowa's got got some some balls they they throw a pass uh, uh, to, to Caleb Brown down the sideline uh, catching nine people in the box on on Michigan side and and he he runs it in for for an easy touchdown on their first offensive play. Now, will they do that? Well, history tells us no. Kirk's not gonna not gonna do that. But who knows? You never know, Marty. They're playing with house money. Uh, Brian Ferentz has one more game to call as an offensive coordinator for the University of Iowa. So why not why not just take the gloves off and, and throw everything at him? You got nothing to lose, so. We'll see if Iowa can make it a game. Wow. But their, their, their line has been playing better, so there's hope there. The question is, who, who can manage the emotions of this game the best? And, and that's what we're getting ready to find out here, probably in about another half hour or so.
4: All right, I'm going to give you two scenarios, and then I want you to report to me what you feel. First scenario is Florida State gets beat by Louisville. It knocks them out. Who's the final four? Scenario number two, Florida State wins who gets in. Let's hear what you have to say. And if you need a little time to take out a scratch pad and play with the numbers, but I think your opinion matters here. Go ahead. You tell me.
14: Okay, so we know Washington's in no matter what, right? The undefeated Pac-12 champion, they're in. And Alabama's
4: in. And Alabama's in.
14: Okay, so Alabama's in. Uh, I, I, I say if Florida State wins, you got to put them in. Florida State loses okay, then then we can talk. Uh, you got to think more likely uh, you know if, if Michigan wins, they're in.
4: no, no question.
14: Uh, so, so we got Washington, uh, Alabama. Michigan, Alabama, and then, yeah, Florida state. I, if I guess if Florida state loses, you put Texas in. Mm-hmm. What do you do with Georgia?
4: They lost a three point game.
14: Yeah. They're they, 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 well, hold
4: on, hold on. Let me finish. Georgia has lost by three points. They're the two-time defending champions. Again, it's not a legacy, uh, a legacy tournament. It's what have you done for me lately. So I think they're going to get Georgia in, Charlie. I think it's the SEC Invitational. I do. Uh, it drives me nuts to say this, but I, I think Georgia didn't suffer anything by losing by three points. H- had they got blown out, then we're having a different conversation. Here's what you're going to get. You're going to get Florida State losing. Iowa, Michigan's not going to matter because Michigan's going to win. You're going to get Georgia. You're going to get Alabama. You're going to get Washington. And you're going to get Alabama. I mean, I'm sorry. We're, we're getting two SEC teams in. And it drives me nuts. It does because they just, they the powers that be just do not, they can't get away from this SEC stranglehold on their mentality. They just don't. Georgia didn't lose anything today. They lost the game, but they didn't. I'll repeat Georgia, Alabama, Michigan, Washington, sorry, Florida State, you're out. You're out. So, you, and, and so Go ahead. No, that's it. I mean, that's where I'm at. And, and I'm annoyed,
14: as you, you can tell. I'm annoyed. Okay, so you're saying if Florida State wins, they're still going to put Georgia in over Florida State.
4: They're going to find a reason. And, I, I, and, I'm, and I'm telling you, Charlie, watch this Louisville game. I know you're going your, to have an eye and a half. You've got two eyes. You're going to have one full eye on Iowa-Michigan because of your love for the Hawks, and I'm with you. The other eye is going to be split. And you're going to watch Iowa in that half eye, and you're also going to watch Louisville, and you're going to be stunned at the calls that go up against Florida State. They don't want them in. They don't want them in. I mean, they might have the school janitor. The university, Florida State University, has a big janitorial staff. One of those guys could quarterback <laughs> the team tonight. <laughs> Listen to me. Florida State's not winning that game. They're not winning that game tonight. They're not going to get a call. They're not going to get anything. Louisville's going to win. It's going to be irrelevant. And they're going to get the SEC Invitational. I I love college football. And on a night like this, I hate it. Because I feel like it's rigged. I do. And I shouldn't feel that way. It's nothing about gambling. It's nothing about anything other than following the money trail, the advertising, the TV ratings, and all that other stuff. I will announce the Final four right now. Michigan, Washington, Alabama, Georgia. Sorry, Texas. Close but no cigar. Florida State, man, you guys had a great year. Too bad you lost your quarterback. Too bad Rotomaker had to go into concussion protocol. Mike Norvell, you did a hell of a job. Guess what? Go play in a major bowl game. You got three or four weeks to get ready for it. It just leaves me with a sour taste. I I feel jaded. (sighs) I feel like I, I, I do. I feel like I'm a barstool quarterback here, but I'm annoyed. I am. I'm annoyed. Yeah.
14: Well, you got a lot of projection going on here. I mean, it, this is all speculation on your behalf. It I'm is. not saying. So, not, a, no right, so let, let's just wait and see how it plays out. I, if Florida State wins, you got to put them in. You, can, you can't put in two one-loss SE teams o, over Florida State. Uh, and... If Florida State loses, you gotta you gotta give it to Texas. I'm sorry, Georgia, but Texas beat the team that beat you. So,
15: mm-hmm.
14: uh, yeah, I, you know, I I don't know, Marty. We, I I just don't see I I don't see how they can do that. I, I'm not. I'm. I guess I wouldn't be surprised, but I, I'd be I, I'd be extremely disappointed if if that's what happened. So. All right,
4: let's break down the games in particular. Let's start with Florida State-Louisville. Honestly, assess this game. You know the quarterbacking situation is game time. That's minutes away. Tell me about Florida State-Louisville. Tell me about, and you made some noise, and you made some headlines this week. You picked Iowa to pull off the shocker. Are you sticking <laughs> with it? Let's start, though, with Florida State-Louisville. Go ahead.
14: Florida State-Louisville, yeah, I think Jeff Brom's going to have his boys Uh, Geared up for this game. I think he's uh, done a great job in his first year at his alma mater. I think Florida State is uh, They're they're dealing with with a lot of Uncertainty right now and they and they've been a little shaky these last couple weeks. They they haven't looked as impressive as some of these other uh, top-tier teams uh, coming down the home stretch so I, yeah, I think I think Louisville's gonna gonna pull the upset here and, and beat Florida State. So I think Plummer will get it done and, and surprisingly enough Louisville uh Louisville's defense has actually been pretty good this year, which is kinda of surprising considering uh Braum is an offensive coach, an offensive minded coach, but their defense has actually played pretty well this year. All right,
4: so that's good. So you've got you, you like me. You think Florida State's going to lose? Okay, tell me about Iowa, Michigan, and what kind of impact that's going to have. Because if Michigan loses, well, then they're out. So, so you're really throwing <laughs> a fly into the ointment here, which I admire. Good job out of you.
14: Well, I think that's kind of what Ferentz had said earlier this week in his press conference. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that mess things up if they came along and and upset Michigan? So, yeah, look. Uh, the I, I think Iowa's defense can can stand up against Michigan's run game. I think it, they can hold their own against Michigan's run game. Where Iowa's going to struggle is their quarterback not making the mistakes. That that's that's the biggest hurdle they're going to have to overcome. And because if he makes a mistake against Michigan, it's it's going to cost them six you know uh michigan michigan's not going to go down there and and kick a field goal you know so that's going to be iowa's biggest problem so if they can keep deacon hill uh throwing it to the right color jerseys i i think the offensive line has made a lot of improvements and like i said i i think they've they're playing with house money and that's just kind of the sense i get and listen to the press conference and and Ferenc and and they know they you know that's one thing that kind of drives me crazy about these uh these coaches on one hand they say they don't they don't really listen or pay attention to anything on the outside but then the next thing you know they're saying yeah we we know what's being said about us and we're gonna, we're, we're still gonna go out there and, and play the game, and and we think we got a chance. So it's gonna be fascinating to watch. Let's put it that way. It is gonna be fascinating to
4: watch. All right, we'll let you go. We'll see you at halftime or there on abouts. It's gonna be interesting. Go on record right now. Iowa shocks the world. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs>
14: I think I think I think we're due for a, a David and Goliath here tonight. So, but <laughs> hey, right, we'll see. They, I will won't keep us in suspense. We'll probably know <laughs> by the second quarter if they're still in it by halftime. There's a game, but it could also be halftime. Yeah, just just turn it to the ACC championship game. This one's over. <laughs> All right,
4: buddy. We'll see you at halftime. Charlie Gibbons. He's part of the fifth quarter. T- takeover. He'll be a halftime contributor. We're going to know a lot more in the next 60, 75 minutes for sure. All right. Bailey Peck, great job out of you. One hour in the book, two more to go on a Saturday night. Football takeover. I'm Marty Terrell. Keep it in.
1: Pricing information, 800-915-9654, 800-915-9654, 800-915-9654. That's 800-915-9654. How would you like to get high-speed internet for your home for less than $2 a day? Computer crashed? Then you need an ARW home warranty. Home system and appliance repairs and replacements can cause stress and cost you thousands of dollars per year. 30-day money-back guarantee. 800-867-6917. 800-867-6917. 800-867-6917. That's 800-867-6917. Saturday Night
3: Football take over the
4: fifth corner. Marty, Terrell, Bailey, Peck along the way as we get ready uh, to watch the big I hate to sound jaded, but Alabama won 27-24 over Georgia. Texas blew out Oklahoma State, which we expected. Yeah, Miami of Ohio beat Toledo. Nobody cares about the Mac. And, you know, Troy rolled today. Uh, Can't get too excited about that. It's all about these big games, but we we throw a little plug in there. All right, that's where we go. Uh, Yeah, there's other stuff going on in the world of sports, but no, I mean – It's this Saturday night into Sunday. Next Saturday night into Sunday with the Army-Navy game and the Heisman Trophy. Uh, I didn't even mention Washington Friday night against Bo Nix. Bo Nix could sit there and put a towel over his head and suck on some Gatorade and put on the crocodile tears. You know what, Bo Nix, you you lost the game for Oregon with a stupid pass, number one. Number two, you lost the Heisman Trophy because, you know, Michael Penix, I'm not – a big Michael Penix guy. He's going to win the Heisman Trophy, and it's a joke. That award is a big, fat nothing. It really isn't. It's, a, it's flatulence in church. I'm jaded on the uh, the Heisman. I, I really am. Michael Penix, the best college football player in America. What are you, kidding me? But, hey, listen. They're 13-0. and 0. They're going to the Final Four, and he's probably got the best numbers against the Pac-12, which is irrelevant. Listen, the Pac-12 fell like a, a, a like a house of cards. I mean, seriously, they they struggled a week a week ago. They struggled to beat Washington State. in the In the Pac-12 is 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 in shambles. I mean, you play Stanford, you play Cal, you you play Arizona, which was a decent team. Arizona State. Uh, you, you just play a bunch. UCLA, Southern Cal, who couldn't stop a couldn't stop a draft uh, uh, if you put a towel under your door. I mean, it, it's just a it, it's awful. And, and and Georgia loses tonight, and I'll even attack the SEC. They, they played nobody. They're in the SEC East, which stinks. College football's a mess. It really is. But, you know, I'm a sucker too, just like the rest of you people. I, I buy in, and, and then I get disappointed. So a crappy Final Four coming up. All right, let's go. Let's go, Florida State. Upset the apple cart. Put their tushies to the fire. See if they got the guts to knock out an undefeated team. Bailey Peck, outstanding job. Our one.
15: USA News, I'm Cory Myers. On this date back in 1955, Rosa Parks famously refused to move to the back of a bus so a white man could have her seat. She was arrested and charged with disorderly conduct and credited with the civil rights movement in the United States. This week, the Congressional Black Caucus marked the 68th anniversary And they're urging Congress to support a bill that would declare today, Rosa Parks Day, a federal holiday. House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer responding to Hunter Biden's stipulation that he will abide by a congressional subpoena, but only if it's held publicly.
14: Uh, we have asked him to come in on December 13th. His attorney said today that he would gladly come in, uh, but only for a public hearing. He'll have a public hearing after we do the deposition. This is the way credible investigations are conducted.
15: Comer telling Fox News Digital that Hunter Biden isn't above the law and he will have to abide by that subpoena. The ceasefire over between Israel and Hamas after more than 100 hostages were freed as part of that seven day ceasefire, each side blaming the other for the collapse of the ceasefire. Retired Justice Sandra Day O'Connor, who blazed trails as the first woman to sit on the Supreme Court, has died. O'Connor was 93 and died due to complications related to advanced dementia. President Biden preparing for a fundraising sprint with at least nine high-dollar fundraisers in early to mid-December. The president on Tuesday will travel to Boston for a trio of fundraisers, including a concert headlined by James Taylor. At the end of the week, he'll head west for two fundraisers in L.A., including one with some of Hollywood's heavyweights attending. This is USA News.
16: Every day, our brave military men and women, along with their families, make tremendous sacrifices for our freedom. Patriotic Hearts, a nonprofit organization, is dedicated to supporting these heroes and their families in their times of need. By donating your unwanted car to Patriotic Hearts, you'll be supporting job transition and job fair programs, veteran entrepreneurship, counseling, and retreats for combat veterans and their spouses. Call 800-804-7211. You'll receive a tax deduction and we'll arrange a free pickup at your convenience. Imagine the difference you can make in the lives of those who have given so much for our country. Your car donation will directly impact military families, veterans providing them with the support they desperately need call 800-804-7211 you can become a part of something bigger join us in our mission to uplift and honor our military community call
15: 800-804-7211 to donate your unwanted car to patriotic hearts mcdonald's set to make some major changes to their most popular menu items the Golden Arches saying that the new and improved burgers will include over 50 modifications, including their signature burger, the Big Mac. Two
1: all-beef special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions, and a sesame seed bun.
15: Those two all-beef patties will be cooked in smaller batches for a more uniform sear. There'll be more secret special sauce with lettuce, cheese, and pickles that will be fresher and meltier. And the former sesame seed bun will be a buttery brioche roll with the sesame seeds more randomly scattered for a homemade look. Bruce Springsteen's drummer, Max Weinberg, suing the owners of a Florida car restoration company, claiming that they promised to restore a vintage car for him, saying that that Florida-based company stole $125,000 from him. That lawsuit against Investment Auto Group, Weinberg saying that the company promised a 1957 Mercedes-Benz Roadster would be brought back to like new condition, but they failed to deliver. Weinberg had put down a $125,000 deposit and wanted his money back when the work didn't get done. They refused. He's seeking $375,000 from Arthur Siegel, members of his family, and the Investment Auto Group. I'm Corey Myers, USA News. Hi, I'm Ronnie Deutsch, and if you
11: or your business owe money to the IRS, I've got great news for you. Tax laws have changed. Billions of dollars are earmarked for IRS Fresh Start programs. And if you qualify, you can literally save tens of...
1: Saturday
2: Night Football, the fifth quarter takeover on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. Get ready for scores, interviews, and analysis with your hosts, Marty Terrell and Charlie Gibbons, across the country and around the world.
4: Yeah, we got scores. Texas 49-21. They rolled, rolled over Oklahoma State. You know, and I'm going to sit on like a state of Iowa apologist, but Oklahoma State stinks. They really do. What are they doing there? I mean, give me Iowa State in there. Give me Kansas. Give me somebody. Oh, my God. That was painful. It really was. I mean, we were working hard getting our YouTube channel put together and everybody working like busy bees. And, oh, what's what's going on with Texas and Oklahoma State? Oh, my God. Go watch grass grow in the middle of January or December. Mike Gundy, get a haircut. I mean, Oklahoma State stinks. I mean, the Big 12, you know, I don't want to be unfair. Texas is great and Oklahoma, you know, but that, that conference needs a facelift. The Big 12 is just painful. It is. I mean, God, I, do I sound negative tonight or what? I mean, I guess I'm just tired and overworked. Cry river, right? But that Big 12 championship, ugh. Sponsored by Dr. Pepper. Boy, they're getting screwed. They're not getting their money's worth. And it's just awful football. Nobody plays the. Go play flag football. You know, and I, and I met this guy tonight, and he uh, gave me some great insight to college football. You know, the season is 13 weeks, so, you know, you get really late August to early December. And, and teams like Georgia, Alabama, they play one or two meaningful games a year. They really do. You know who's getting in. You know who the players are. You know who matters. And you know who are the also-rans and who are the uh, contenders and the pretenders. It's like I had a catharsis today. I sound like I'm down on college football, but it's really about what's going on right now. I mean, think about it. Texas blew out Oklahoma State. Georgia, Alabama, good game, but... You know, they're going to let Georgia in. You know, they're going to slide papers under doors and send emails and say, well, you know, Florida State's unbeaten, but Florida State didn't beat anybody. Well, you know what? Georgia didn't play anybody. They didn't play anybody. If Georgia gets in, I am absolutely never going to watch another college football game ever in my life. I'll never never watch another game. And that's a big fat lie. Because I'll be the first one to turn around and I'll be bellied up to the – TV clicker, the remote, first thing on Tuesday when Cootstown State.
5: If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants because you can't understand the waiter, if you've got the TV volume way, way up, then you really need these. These tiny but powerful little hearing aids are the Nano CIC Rechargeable. Here's the number. Call now.
1: 800 278 1738. 800 278 1738. 800 278 1738. That's 800 278 1738.
4: All right, talking the world of NFL football to kick it off here on a football Thursday into a Friday. And I will kind of co-mingle that with Dom's download. Marty Terrell, I uh, saw the movie Holdovers. We will hold that over, no pun intended, to the two-minute drill. Uh, but I'll say it's an excellent movie. And uh, Giamatti is just phenomenal. You know, and I'm biased on, uh, you know, listen, I'm from Franklin County out in Massachusetts, western Massachusetts. Film the movie uh, in large part right there. So what do you expect me to do? I'm not going to kill the movie. It's a it's a great uh, there's some great visuals. There really is, but it uh, had a really surprising ending. All right, let's get Dom in here, and I can't wait to ask him this because it's Dallas and Seattle, and Dallas has got uh, you know right now. Listen, Dak Prescott, love him or hate him, he's done a roll right now. Geno Smith, on the other hand, has gone 20 consecutive possessions without a touchdown. I mean, it's, it's, they just can't score. Uh, they look like the Patriots, for crying out loud, Seattle of late. They don't have Kenneth Walker. Dallas is healthy, but Dallas is going to look past factor. Dak has been a completely different quarterback since October 8th, that 42 to 10 rear end butt kicking they got against the San Francisco 49ers, which really blew a hole in their credibility. We just said, you know, they can't play with the big boys. You put them in the deep end of the pool, they falter. I think Dallas is going to struggle tonight. So what will we be saying? What will this network be saying in the post-game after this game tonight? Seattle and Dallas, and this would be a huge feather in the Seahawks' caps or in their beaks if they can, you know, steal a victory in Dallas. It won't be easy. Let's hear what you got to say, Dom. Go ahead.
7: they will be saying Dak Prescott, MVP candidate. (laughs) Um, The Seahawks, Dak Prescott is so good at home. He's rolling right now. He's playing very well. and Some of the competition they've played hasn't been great, but he's feeling it. C.D. Lamb, he didn't have a huge, uh, maybe two games ago, what didn't have a huge game, but he's been very, very good putting up. Uh, I don't think he tied any records or anything like A.J. Brown did, but C- C.D. Lamb's been fantastic. The run game, eh, it's kind of missing there, but the defense for Dallas has been playing a little bit better of late. Uh, Geno Smith's not 100%. Kenneth Walker's out. Dallas is going to
4: roll him, especially in Dallas. So that takes us to, you know, their home winning streak will, you know, hit hit another plateau. But right around the corner is Philly. And the first meeting, 28-23 Eagles, Dallas gave them that game. I mean, they basically gift-wrapped it. So... Listen, if they take care of business against Seattle, which I'm not trying to inflate this game to anything more than what it is. It's another game on the schedule. They're heavily favored. Dallas should take care of business. But there's always that look-pass factor. But let's say they take care of business and they're likely to do that. Now here comes Philadelphia. And this is going to be just like that game in early October. The spotlight is going to intensify with Dallas. So my question is, Dom, have they got their house in order order and have they come together and gelled and found a cohesiveness with McCarthy, you know, with Jerry Jones, who's one of the most meddling owners, good, bad, or indifferent. He's got his hands in the food. So here, here's my question. Is Dallas now in your world kind of gumming together into a solid team that could contend for an NFC championship or are they still at a cut below the Philadelphia's and the, the San Francisco's and we can kind of enjoy Detroit, and Dallas together at a cut below. Let's hear. Go ahead.
7: I think they might be, but here's the kicker. And, again, we've talked about this both basketball and football, even baseball to an extent. You, you can only beat the teams in front of you. Well, the good teams in front of Dallas they haven't beaten. Legitimately, they have not beaten a team that currently owns a winning record all season. It's true. So it's true. Um, it, kind of like w- what we saw with Detroit for a while. It's like, okay, yeah, they, they had the great win to open in Kansas City. Who else have they beaten? And to an extent, that's where I'm at with Dallas, where it's like, okay, let me see them beat the 49ers. Let me see them beat Philadelphia. Let me see them beat whoever else might be good that's left on their schedule. Then we can talk. Until then, Given Dak Prescott's playoff resume, which ain't pretty, folks, combined with Dallas not having a win against a team over 500, I I can't put them on that top tier yet. I, I think, like you I said, think... Detroit, they're right next to Detroit on tier two. That's the right mm-hmm. right spot for them for the time being. There's room to go up, and there's also room to go down. But for right now, tier two.
4: You're right. So it's Sunday night football, and it'll be Philadelphia on December 10th. And then we've got at Buffalo, at Miami. And those are going to be tricky spots for them. And I'm going to say something about Miami coming up and get your opinion. And then, you know, Jerry Jones brings in Jimmy Johnson. Saturday night, ABC ESPN. Troy Aikman will be with Buck. Here come the Lions on that Saturday night, uh, the day before New Year's Eve. And then they finish up with Washington. Look, they're going to be a playoff team, uh, and they have a chance to make a difference but I think rightfully you point out some things but here's the other thing Brandon Cooks he's been a great pickup and on that other side of the ball that secondary you know when Diggs went down boy they were you know everyone was sick signaling a fire five alarm fire they're not going to be able to get things done you know Diggs the kid out of Alabama he's a game changer but all of a sudden and I, I don't have the guy's name that did it on Thanksgiving but man oh man that secondary. And then you got Micah Parsons uh, in the middle of that defense. I think we underrate Dallas defensively, and we we focus so much on Prescott and the offense. Is that fair, Dom? Give me a quick hit on Dallas' defense.
7: I, I won't say that we have discounted and that their defense is underrated. Uh, and I, I know this is real life versus fantasy football, but fantasy football, they were the number one defense taken a lot of the time, them and the 49ers. So there was definitely a lot of hype going into the season. I'll say there was maybe sure. a few weeks. Lull and maybe they were underrated for a couple of weeks coming off the Trayvon Diggs injury. But Deron Bland, who is the player you're referencing, has Bland, tied the, the guy. has tied the record for pick sixes in a single season. And we've still got like four or five, six games like we've been talking about this week. So the, the, the defense has been great, and yeah, would it be even better with Diggs? Of course, but they're holding up just fine, and they've got Bland who has stepped up. In a huge way, Dallas's defense is still a top five, top ten defense to
4: me. Hey, Deron Bland, i never heard of the guy. I Man, I to go look him up, you know, Fresno State. He's putting up crazy numbers. Uh, Clark has been unbelievable. Uh, let me look up his bio. He's out of LSU. I, I mean, they get guys. I mean, even Gilmore, who you know, we know a lot about Gilmore. Uh, Look at his numbers of late—not too shabby. So interesting. All right, I want to make a comment about Miami. I had a hunch yesterday, Dom. I was watching some things, and Tua was on it. And of course, when when you when you look at Miami, you got to look at Tyreek Hill. The offense is explosive. And then it occurred to me, you know, let's just say Kansas City falters. Let's say, you know, and I'm this is saying a lot. So, but let's just say Kansas City falters here a little bit. Let's just say. Uh, Same deal with Philly, you know. And all of a sudden you see this opens an opportunity. Is it Dallas? You know, it could very well be your Niners right in your backyard. And then I thought, you know what? Miami's the type of team that could really come into the playoffs, even flying under the radar, so to speak. They might be one of the, I think, most overlooked teams in terms of their talent where they could absolutely put together a run and quote-unquote take down the goalpost as world champions in Vegas in February. So I want to get your opinion on in Miami, and is there anything glaring negatively about them that would make you throw them out of the world championship equation? Go ahead. Let's hear what you have to say about Miami.
7: So I'm not as certain of their schedule compared to Dallas, but I, I think the thing holding me back on the Dolphins is, let me see you beat somebody good. And actually, I, I'm I'm looking at it. They haven't really had that seminal win. Dolphins beat uh, – they lose to the Falcons. Sorry, that's preseason. Yep. That doesn't count. Uh, beat the Chargers, nope. beat the Patriots, Broncos. They lose to the Bills, Giants, Panthers. They lose to the Eagles – Patriots, they lose to the Chiefs. Raiders, Jets. When they beat somebody who's very good, come give me a call. And I think the biggest knock right now is can Tua get the win? It's similar to similar to Dallas. Can Dak Prescott get that win? Can Tua get that win and take him over the hump? The defense is playing a lot better, and I highlighted them a few weeks ago with you, Marty, that I liked Miami's defense, yeah. especially with Jalen Ramsey coming back. But until they get that win, it might be that game against Dallas. Then I'm going to have to hold off, and they're on Tier 2 at best.
4: All right, good job. Dom's download presented by Vanguard Utility Partners. Randy Bird. I'm Marty Terrell. Charlie Gibbons coming up next. We're going fifth quarter takeover. Football Thursday into a Friday on Byline. Coming back.
1: That's 800-433-0539. Paid for by Fix My Student Loans Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline.
4: Talk of the world of sports here. Fifth quarter takeover, the preview. We're talking football here on a football Friday. Thursday into a Friday. Marty Terrell, Charlie Gibbons along the way. Dominic Jimenez produces. And away we go. All right, lots to get to still. Uh, We'll do the NFL in segment number two, Charlie. Take you right up to the top of the hour. and Saturday night. I I just can't wait. I mean, I just got that, you know, that kind of like that night before Christmas tickle in my belly when you're a kid. Just with with the excitement. Uh, I want to get right into it. We'll do the NFL, like I said, uh, in segment number two in the second half of the program. But, you know, you shocked me last night. I mean, we got together for a little while last night and you're talking and and you said it with such conviction. I'm like, what's he? Did he? Did he drink something weird, or did he get hit over the head with
14: something? I mean, You're saying crazy? I need drug tested?
4: <laughs> I just you need, know, you know. But you looked me square in the eye and said, listen, the numbers don't lie. Why, I don't Look, look, you basically said Iowa's got a chance to win Saturday. And I talked to people today, and they said, well, we'll listen tonight. So let's hear him justify it. It's easy to say that. So I'm putting you right on the griddle right here, and I'm turning it up to high. In fact, the burner's on high. So get ready because you're going to feel the heat because you got some people listening. And I know they all gamble, and that's their business. But Charlie, really, you think Iowa has a chance? And I want to know why.
14: I I really do. It sounds crazy, and uh, it, it does. And and I get it because if you look at Michigan and Iowa, they are a mirror image like iowa wants to be michigan uh they 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 play similar styles of of football it's just michigan's doing it with five-star talent and i was doing it with de- developmental talent you know um uh, so so that's that's where it gets tricky but the thing is like i i was thinking about to last year why was TCU even in that game with Michigan? Because they had, I mean, Michigan had just beat Ohio state and then Michigan lets TCU hang around. Then TCU goes and gets waxed by, by Georgia. I mean, every once in a while, Michigan just lays a, lays a turd. I mean, they just have a dog game. And I, I think they went into that game with TCU thinking that they were gonna, they were just gonna walk through that game right into the championship game. and I was doing it with de- developmental talent, you know. Uh, so. So that's that's where it gets tricky. But the thing is, like I, I was thinking about to last year, why was TCU even in that game with Michigan? Because they had, I, I mean, Michigan had just beat Ohio State, and then Michigan lets TCU hang around. Then TCU goes and gets waxed by by Georgia. I mean, every once in a while, Michigan just lays a lays a turd. I mean, they just have a dog game and I, I think they went into that game with TCU thinking that they were going to, they were just going to walk through that game right into the championship game and, and they let their guard down. And I, and I kind of see that setting up this way for the Iowa game. Now, here's a couple other things that I wanted to point out is, um, Rutgers played Michigan really well, almost beat them. I mean, it, it was Michigan had to work to get that get that win against the Rutgers. Iowa's offensive line has, even though it's been patchwork, they figured something out with their scheme and how they're blocking, enabled to to break some some good runs these last three games. Mm-hmm. Deacon Hills' uh, completion percentage has flipped. From thirty-six percent to sixty-three percent. Now Spencer Petras never even sniffed sixty. So there, there's. I mean, he was always hanging around 52, 53 percent. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then uh, I was watching well, I was watching the game against um, against Ohio State, and and McCarthy made a couple of throws where it, it, it he just. He squeezed it right in there, and everybody's like, oh, my God, how, how, how'd he get that in there? Well, the, the reason he was able to complete those passes is because the defensive backs had their backs to the ball. They didn't know right, the ball right. was being thrown. Right. right. Iowa's defensive backs don't play like that. And I guarantee you, he, he's going to get comfortable and think that he can start threading some needles. And if he does it against Iowa, they'll make him pay. And because they they have good receivers, but I mean, let's be honest—they're they're not elite or world class compared to, say, Ohio State. And that's the other thing. I was getting some. They're getting Caleb Brown back. He he's been coming on. I think they're gonna. I I, I expect Iowa to run a lot of uh, twelve personnel this week against Michigan. With Caleb Brown on the outside and and having a tight end out wide as well. And it's going to create a challenge for Michigan. Because they're going to have to decide if they want to throw nine guys in the box to stop the run. Or if they actually want to cover, you know, the tight ends and and Caleb Brown on the outside. So, and, and here's the other thing. Ferentz. He, he he's 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 going to throw the kitchen sink at him. He he's not holding back. Brian, this this is his, you know, basically his last game. He, okay, so they're going to have a bowl game, but the last all right, all right. legitimate meaningful game. So so I think that's how I, I think that's how Iowa has a chance. And I definitely don't see him getting blown blown out by 22 all right so I want to have a little fun with this because
4: you know, I look at I look at Michigan I see McCarthy who who you know beat out McNamara and then I look at Corman Edwards who are great backs and then I just look at how many you know he can throw the ball to Cornelius Johnson the kid out of Connecticut uh, the, the uh, transfer the Barnard kid from Indiana uh, Wilson Loveland I mean he, he did he can just he, he can scatter the ball all over the place all right so let's assume they collectively have a bad day and, and I I was, you know, offense puts you know, a special teams touchdown on the board, a defensive touchdown and a touchdown and a field goal a conventional way. So that's 7, 14, 21. It's twenty-four points. If Iowa scores twenty-four points and their defense plays a decent game, you may make you you might have just made the ballsiest prediction in the history of my years on this network. And I and I'll give you full credit. But here's what I want to say. Let's just say you're right. Charlie, do you know what this does to the final four? <laughs> <laughs> can you can you imagine what Sunday is going to be like or late Saturday night on our show? It's going to it's going to throw the whole thing into chaos. And God only knows what's going to happen. Uh, t- uh, you know, on Friday night in Vegas with Oregon and and Washington. Washington. But, you know, everyone thinks Oregon's going to, you know, run them off the field. And there's more at stake than just the final four slot. There's a Heisman Trophy on the line and all sorts of goodies. So it starts Friday and it rolls into Saturday, dude. But how are you seeing the final four? And I know you've analyzed the moving parts so far. Texas, Oklahoma State, Alabama, Georgia, Florida State, Louisville. Have at it. we got a couple of minutes here, then we'll get to the NFL. How do you see this thing unfolding?
14: Man, I, I still like Louisville against Florida State. Hmm. I still, I still think Louisville's going to hand hand Florida State their first loss, and I think that's the. I, I think the the committee, the playoff committee, I think they're begging for that to happen because I do don't think they. Cut? I don't think they want Florida State in the Final Four well, I don't because think they, they do without either. their They don't have. They don't
4: have their quarterback. He's gone. He's gone. Yeah, His career's over. In so far as college football, I agree with you. All right, so you like Louisville. What's going to happen with this this Alabama Georgia game? Because there's a thought that if Alabama wins, Texas is sitting there saying, "Well, what about us? We just blew out Oklahoma State. You uh, know, we got a spot here, and we beat Alabama. And not only did we beat Alabama, we beat them in Tuscaloosa, so we're in and throw them out. Could we see Georgia and Alabama like Booger McFarland said yesterday? could Alabama and Georgia both fall out of the top 4 that to me would just be a seismic no. shift in college
14: football there, ahead, there's 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 no way there's no way they're keeping out a one loss SEC team there's just not i they they an SEC has won the the championship every year for well, Georgia's won the last two, and I can't remember if that was – did Clemson get the one before Georgia started yeah, yeah, their streak or was it who, LSU? Who, uh, that... Yeah, but
4: you, you're talking in historical terms. Nobody cares. We care about the here and now. If Alabama wins, Georgia should be out. They didn't play anybody. Kick Georgia out. You lost, Georgia. Get out. You're not in. You're not in.
14: Yeah, I, I, I just don't see it, Marty. I don't see – I don't – I mean, let's be honest, since the this fo- this this format that we're currently in for the college football playoff, SEC has is, is pretty much dominated this format. Uh, Ohio State won the first one, uh-huh. Clemson won two, and the rest has been SEC. And and, and really Alabama, not even LSU and, 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 and not even close. Yeah.
4: So, All right, so l- let's put your let's put your feet right to the fire. Who's going to get into the final four? Who's in? You got Michigan losing, so throw them out. They're out. They got beat
14: <laughs> by Iowa. Are 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 you sure they don't uh, they don't still put Michigan in even though uh, they you they just have you the one line?
4: You can't do it. They, you're going to have Texas. You're going to have Texas and Oregon sitting
14: right there. Right, wait a minute. Um, you, you're saying te- you're just giving Texas the game. It, you're saying Oklahoma State stands. No, no fans.
4: Texas is gonna blow them off the field. They will blow them off the field this Saturday.
14: Well, I just like, like, like Gundy plays down to, to certain teams, he also has a tendency to play up. So we'll see.
12: Has someone in your family lost a job recently, and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you?
13: Right now.
1: Paid for by Steel Man Pills. 800-965-1295. 800-965-1295. 800-965-1295. That's
3: 800-965-1295. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you.
4: All right, talking the world of the sports here on a Saturday night live. This is the fifth quarter football takeover. I'm Marty Terrell, brought to you by Vanguard Utility Partners. All right, earlier today, Texas rolled over Oakey State. Alabama uh, took out Georgia 27-24. 3 uh, nothing. Iowa uh, late first quarter. So the Hawkeyes are digging in with that defense. But can they score any points? That's the question. And we're scoreless uh, Louisville and Florida State ACC title game in Charlotte, North Carolina. I mean, I am just so pumped up for this night uh, because we're on with you live and 800-878-PLAY. If you're out there, give us a jingle, 800-878-PLAY, 800 My question would be, and uh, I've been getting a lot of messages about this because, you know, Charlie – it's not like he's playing both against the middle, but he says, "Hey, would you know? Could Michigan lose to Iowa and get in? No, they can't because the SEC is the only conference getting a one-win team in, so it's not even go there." But eight hundred eight seven eight play eight hundred eight seven eight seven five two nine. If you want to squeeze in a call, who's your Final Four, and do you care? I mean, do they have it right? And aren't you grateful that this Final Four is going away and we're going to get 12 teams in next year and get a legitimate playoff system? So 1-800-878-7529. I'll give you that number again, 1-800-878-7529. If you want to squeeze in a quick call, we can do that. But bring it hard and bring it with some passion. All right, so Michigan 3-0 over Iowa scoreless now. And let me give you a field position uh, uh, Florida State is Louisville is at their own thirty-five. Uh, you know that game. Everyone thought that game might be a shootout. No, and I don't even know if Rotomaker started tonight. Let me see if he did. Let me see who started at quarterback. Jordan Travis, of course, uh, uh, broke his leg a couple weeks ago. He's gone for the year, and his career is over. Well, Louisville's on offense, so it doesn't matter. But we'll, we'll see when Florida State gets the ball back. 800-878-PLAY, eight hundred eight Let's see what Iowa can do on third and 12. A little end around and going to come up short. You know, I hate to say it. It's a big deal when Iowa gets a first down. Isn't that sad? A first freaking down and we get excited. I mean, it's unbelievable. All right, we're going to stay with college football until the top of the hour. In the third hour, we'll squeeze some NFL in. We're going to go live to Charlie who is in uh, scoreboard Saturday night, fifth quarter takeover, scoreboard central. He's got his eyes. Iowa punting for the second time. So think about this. Uh, Michigan had a drive stall and ended up with a field goal, 3 nothing. But Iowa's had two possessions. Michigan's going to get their second possession, and they're going to get a real good punt return on this. Look at this. They're going to go to the house on a punt return. Oh, my Lord. Or just Shiva. It's just you can't make this stuff up. You cannot make it up special teams plays. You know, if Michigan gets a 10 nothing lead, this game is over. Turn out the lights. Oh, my God. And that's the beauty of being live. This punt sent him back to his, I think, the five-yard line. And it's just Unbelievable. And he got knocked out about the 6- or 7-yard line. So, you know, this game's over. I hate to say it. He stepped out of bounds at about the 7. I mean, if they get a 10 nothing lead, Iowa can't come back from a 3 nothing deficit, let alone a 10 nothing deficit. I mean, it's just crazy. So, I don't want to bore you with all the intermachinations, but, you know, the playoff system... Up uh, right now, I will tell you. I mean, Washington we know is in. Alabama's getting in, folks. They're, they won. They beat the top team in the country, so they're in. So there's two. What do you do with Florida State? If Florida State wins, they got to be in. So now you got Alabama, Washington, Florida State, and Michigan. That has got. I mean, that doesn't get anybody really excited, does it? I mean, are you sitting there in the middle of Evansville, Indiana? Are you somewhere in Covington, Tennessee? Or are you somewhere in Carlsbad, California? Or even in some of the hotbeds of college football. Michigan up 10 nothing. Blake Corum, touchdown run. 9 nothing. Extra point pending. Eh, stick a fork in it. So, I mean, this is... This is what we get. Here's a Big Ten championship, Saturday night, national television, Gus Johnson, Joel Klatt, Fox Television, and at 8.45 Eastern time, the game is over. I mean, think about that. The game is over. So, here we go. You know, this game to me and I, I said it earlier this week, they're going to get up 17 nothing, 24 nothing, 31 nothing, 31-3 and Harbaugh is just going to say, "Okay guys, mission accomplished, come off the field. You're not going to get hurt before we go to our national semifinal round game and let's move on." Pretty pathetic, right? It really is. So, we will get to Charlie live. We're not going to renege. We'll, we'll get his uh, input in hour number three. But we're going to spend a lot of time on some other games and the NFL. Because really, when you think about it, there's some great stuff going on in the NFL. And not all of it is great. I mean, if you're a Kansas City fan right now, going into Green Bay on Sunday night, aren't you a little bit worried Seriously, aren't you a little bit worried? Kelsey's been dropping balls. You got beat by Philly at home. Um, you got a quarterback, Pat Patrick Mahomes, who's an elite talent. We get it, but there's something. What you know? Something missing with Kansas City. What is it? Is it defense? No. Offense? Yeah. Kelsey's had some drop balls and the fumble in the red zone was a killer against the Eagles. And we're all tired of, you know, Taylor Swift and Kelsey. Mrs. Kelsey doing the, you know, the Chunky Soup commercials. You know, ho-hum, wake me up when that disaster's over. But we got to, you know, if you're a Chiefs fan and you're looking at the AFC, you know who's lying in the weeds? It's Miami. Miami's lying in the weeds. Everyone says, well, no, Buffalo. Nah, Buffalo. They've had their chance. And as you recall, I, I I really dropped. I mean, I dropped Buffalo down a notch or two because they've got a quarterback who, when he's on, look out. When he's off, he's like it's like he's throwing to the guys with the opponents' colored uniforms on. I mean, seriously, Josh Allen's been very very shaky, and Mahomes hasn't been great. And I understand that Tua is not like reinvented the quarterbacking position, but he's got Waddle, he's got Hill, he's got good coaching. Uh, they have an explosive offense. Yeah, they got to clean up some messes on the defensive side. They have to clean up some special team stuff. But Mike McDaniel's a good coach, and he's nerdy. You know, he's the pocket protector, Pete, but you know what? Miami is that team just below the national hype. You know, Philly, Baltimore, they get all the pub. Pittsburgh having a great year. Cleveland, Cincinnati, the Buckeye states. Cleveland, surprisingly good. But guess what? You're going to win something? You're going to go down this trench with Joe Flacco and get excited? Okay. Maybe Flacco goes crazy and, you know, drinks from the fountain of youth and puts together a display of offensive Uh, explosiveness and I'm sitting here Monday going, what was I thinking? And when we go to Cincinnati, all you people out there who listen to us on Cincinnati, on our affiliate out there in Hamilton, Ohio, and a good following out there of Sports Byline and Sports Overnight and this show in particular, you're really, really wondering about, uh uh-oh, Burrow, not only is he out out for the year is he out for the career he's been hurt injury after injury is he a china doll did they swing and miss i mean all sorts of sinister thoughts are in your head if you're if you're a Bengals fan and rightfully so you're nervous and that's an elite team offensively when they have everybody but they've lost games this year on draw passes They've lost games this year on not being able to protect the lead. They have lost games where they've dug themselves a huge hole, and Burrow hasn't shown the ability, or Browning, Jake Browning, to show the ability to crawl back into a game, even if you're down 10 points. That's just been, they've been awful. So downgrading Buffalo, Well, you, while you're at it, you better downgrade Cincinnati. And in the AFC, Look, Denver and, and Houston play on Sunday, and don't think that that game isn't huge. I, I mean, that's the game I'm watching in that 12 noon window. Give me Texans and give me Broncos. I could care less about any other game. You can try to get me excited about San Francisco and Philadelphia. I won't go there because you know why? Both teams are going to get into the playoffs. Both teams are legitimate Super Bowl contenders. I want to see – I want to see a team on the come. I want to see on a, a, a team that has a chance to shock the world, so to speak. That's what I'm looking forward to. I mean, I could sit there and watch San Fran and Philly and get all uh, lathered up. But, I mean, look, Dallas. I mean, I like what I saw to Dallas Thursday night. Why? Because Dak was impressive, number one. Not great, but impressive. Number two. They got behind and they came back. And number three, they came up with big plays when they needed them and got the victory. You know, it was it, they didn't win any style points. They didn't win a beauty contest, but they checked the box and they put it in the win column. And that's what good teams do. That, that's what contending teams do. When they put together an effort that is less than stellar, yet they can find a way when the gun sounds at the 60-minute mark that you got more points than you've given up and you've won the game. And that's what Dallas did on Thursday night. Now, Detroit, I, I, I'll admit to it. One week I'm on them, and the next week I'm not so sure. Not impressed what we saw on Thanksgiving. It was not good. It wasn't. Golf was sloppy, fumbles, bad passes, dug themselves a huge hole, couldn't dig themselves out of it at home. I mean, if you had told me, you know, off to the eight and two start, you know, the one game that you could check the box, no matter who they're playing, is the Thanksgiving Day game. And yet, a week ago, Thursday, Jordan Love was firing the ball all over the place, putting it in spots that were just impressive, and they got a big lead, and they never looked back. And so you gotta, you you know, you gotta take kind of a jaundiced view of Detroit here a little bit, and you've got to upgrade maybe Green Bay just a skosh. I mean, I don't want to go crazy and say, hey, look, Green Bay is going to make a run with the division or get a wild card. But Jordan Love is starting to put it together. He's starting to look like an NFL quarterback. It's not there yet, but he's doing a great job. Or a very good job. Let's just put it that way. All right, scoreboard update, Iowa and Michigan. Wolverines late at 10-zip. We're still scoreless in Charlotte. Last time I checked with Louisville and uh, Florida State. Florida State's got to have it to get in. And we got Charlie Gibbons coming up in the next hour. At some point, he will check in, and we will look in live to Indianapolis with uh, the Hawkeyes from Iowa. The Wolverines from Michigan. We're coming back. Bailey Peck, outstanding job. We roll along here on a weekend edition football takeover. Fifth quarter. I'm Marty Terrell, along with Charlie Gibbons. Coming up on Sports by the.
1: That's 800-949-0039. Paid for by the Tax Helpline. Can your IRA stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is at our doorsteps? By allocating a percentage of your IRA into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from turbulent markets and economic downturns by putting your IRA back on the gold standard. 800-211-6008. 800-211-6008. That's
4: 800-211-6008. All right, talking the world of sports here. Let's get you updated. Brock Glenn is the starting quarterback for uh, Florida State tonight at, as uh, Tate Rotomaker is out, and Florida State is on the move right now, but still deep in their own end. But we're scoreless there. That that Louisville-Florida State game and with the third string quarterback in there for the Seminoles, they're at their own 33. Uh, um, start of the second quarter. That game's got 14-7, 14-10 written all over it. It really does. And, and I'm I'm telling you, the lords of the uh, boardrooms at the NCAA or CFP College Football Playoffs Championship, they don't—they don't want Florida State in. They really don't. They don't. They 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 want to find an excuse to put Georgia in there. I'll be so disappointed. I really will. I will be – I mean, put Texas in there. Texas beat – Alabama's in, and Texas beat Alabama, and they beat them in, in that and, – and, and Georgia, go play in a bowl game. Go play in the Peach Bowl. Go play Liberty or go play somebody else. I mean, I despise Georgia, and I know I irritate a lot of people uh, who listen to this program and who are Bulldog fans, but you Bulldog people are cuckoo. You're, you need your head examined. You really do. You won two championships, great. Kirby Smart, great guy. You know what? You got beat. You lost, twenty-seven, twenty-four. The scoreboard doesn't lie; it doesn't take any pictures. So pipe down, Georgia. Go play in a bowl game. You don't belong in the Final Four. You lost. But I- I'm telling you, Tuesday night, or no, tomorrow actually, Sunday. We're gonna get. It's, it, we don't have to wait till Tuesday. We have to. We're, we're, they're gonna stick a needle right in our eye tomorrow. Hey, welcome to an NFL Sunday. How you doing? Oh, by the way, college, yeah, Georgia. Yeah, they got beats. Tough game Saturday night. Let's put them in. Ugh. If that's the case, I'm just going to – I won't even need to – you won't have to gag me with a spoon. I'll gag myself. I care too much about this stuff. I really do. I should just roll with the punches, but I get all wound up over this stuff. I go cuckoo, and it's just at the end of the day, it's nothing. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't. not This is This isn't life and death. This is just football. It's just—it's the toy department of life. All right, we'll come back, and when we do, towards the bottom of the hour, we're going to go to Charlie Gibbons, who's going to show us his infinite wisdom that Iowa will overcome a 10 nothing deficit and will shock the world with a win over Michigan. Not. I'm Marty Terrell, coming back on Sports By Line.
15: USA News. I'm Cory Myers. On this date back in 1955, Rosa Parks famously refused to move to the back of a bus so a white man could have her seat. She was arrested and charged with disorderly conduct and credited with the civil rights movement in the United States. This week, the Congressional Black Caucus marked the 68th anniversary And they're urging Congress to support a bill that would declare today, Rosa Parks Day, a federal holiday. House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer responding to Hunter Biden's stipulation that he will abide by a congressional subpoena, but only if it's held publicly.
14: Uh, we have asked him to come in on December 13th. His attorney said today that he would gladly come in, uh, but only for a public hearing. He'll have a public hearing after we do the deposition. This is the way credible investigations are conducted.
15: Comer telling Fox News Digital that Hunter Biden isn't above the law and he will have to abide by that subpoena. The ceasefire over between Israel and Hamas after more than 100 hostages were freed as part of that seven-day ceasefire, each side blaming the other for the collapse of the ceasefire. Retired Justice Sandra Day O'Connor, who blazed trails as the first woman to sit on the Supreme Court, has died. O'Connor was 93 and died due to complications related to advanced dementia. President Biden preparing for a fundraising sprint with at least nine high-dollar fundraisers in early to mid-December. The president on Tuesday will travel to Boston for a trio of fundraisers, including a concert headlined by James Taylor. At the end of the week, he'll head west for two fundraisers in L.A., including one with some of Hollywood's heavyweights attending. This is USA News. Every
16: day, our brave military men and women, along with their families, make tremendous sacrifices for our freedom. Patriotic Hearts, a non-profit organization, is dedicated to supporting these heroes and their families in their times of need. By donating your unwanted car to Patriotic Hearts, you'll be supporting job transition and job fair programs, veteran entrepreneurship, counseling, and retreats for combat veterans and their spouses. Call 800-804-7211. You'll receive a tax deduction, and we'll arrange a free pickup at your convenience. Imagine the difference you can make in the lives of those who have given so much for our country. Your car donation will directly impact military families, veterans, providing them with the support they desperately need. Call 800-804-7211. You can become a part of something bigger. Join us in our mission to uplift and honor our military community. Call 800-804-7211
15: to donate your unwanted car to patriotic hearts. McDonald's set to make some major changes to their most popular menu items. The Golden Arches saying that the new and improved burgers will include over 50 modifications, including their signature burger, the Big Mac. Two
1: all beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions, and a sesame seed
15: but. Those two all-beef patties will be cooked in smaller batches for a more uniform sear. There'll be more secret special sauce with lettuce, cheese, and pickles that will be fresher and meltier. And the former sesame seed bun will be a buttery brioche roll. With the sesame seeds more randomly scattered for a homemade look. Bruce Springsteen's drummer Max Weinberg suing the owners of a Florida car restoration company claiming that they promised to restore a vintage car for him saying that that Florida-based company stole $125,000 from him. That lawsuit against Investment Auto Group. Weinberg saying that the company promised a 1957 Mercedes-Benz Roadster would be brought back to like new condition but they failed to deliver. Weinberg had put down a $125,000 deposit and wanted his money back when the work didn't get done. They refused. He's seeking $375,000 from Arthur Siegel, members of his family, and the Investment Auto Group. I'm Corey Myers, USA News. Hi, I'm Ronnie Deutsch. And if you or your business
11: owe money to the IRS, I've got great news for you. Tax laws have changed. Billions of dollars are earmarked for IRS Fresh Start programs. And if you qualify, you can literally save tens of thousands of dollars. Listen, I know what you're going through. Call me if you want to speak with a tax attorney or tax professional for
1: free 800-284-9275 that's 800-284-9275
17: one out of two americans thinks their life is worthy of a book here's another startling stat you may be one of the 15 percent of people who bothered to start your book and one of the six percent that got halfway through it but your gem of an idea likely died or did it
2: Saturday Night Football, the fifth quarter takeover on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. Get ready for scores, interviews, and analysis with your hosts, Marty Terrell and Charlie Gibbons, across the country and around the world.
4: All right, our number three in Florida State, Ryan Fitzgerald has just kicked a field goal, seven holes, lead Louisville 3-0, midway through the second, so there you go. End the game right now and put the put the Bunsen burner to the buns of the selection committee, if you will. Uh, scoreboard update: uh, Games in action. Michigan leads Iowa 10-0. Nothing. Uh, just uh, under 11 minutes to go in the uh, first half in Indianapolis. Uh, flag on the field. Let's see what it is. Let's see what it is. I like doing this. Uh, it's going to be holding on the offense. So there you go. Step them back. All right. Anyway, uh, coming up, Charlie Gibbons. we got a lot to get to, some NFL, uh, you know, the baseball hot stove. Look, it's all about Otani. Uh, it looks like he's ruled out Boston, rules out Toronto. I think Texas will take a look. Obviously, uh, Anaheim, where he played, L.A. Dodgers, Giants, Seattle Mariners, Cubs, maybe. Who knows? Conventional Wisdom says... Sheho Otani goes to the Dodgers. Another example of the rich getting richer. All right, 800-878-PLAY, 800-878-7529. I'm going to throw out my text line, too. Text me right now. I want to know where you are. Where are you listening? Text me right this second, 515-380-6569. Just give me your first name, make up a name, tell me where you're calling from. 515-380-6569. And my text messages are flying in. Where are you from? Are you into the NFL? Are you into college? What are you into right now in terms of football as we turn the calendar into December? Text line here on Saturday night, fifth quarter takeover. Text me right now. Give me your name. If it's Joe in Tuscaloosa, put Joe in Tuscaloosa at 515-380-6569. 515-380-6569. No, there's no prize. There's nothing to give away. But we'll give you a mention on the air. 515-380-6569. 515-380-6569. Gary from Cincinnati, he always listens. He's a big fan. In fact, uh, a lot of people think I pay him to uh, listen, but I don't. Gary from uh, just north of Cincinnati and some people in Hamilton, Ohio. Coming back, Hour 3 on Sports Pilot. Keep it in.
16: This report is sponsored by Afterschool Alliance. A million people are rallying for afterschool as part of the 24th annual Lights On After School, organized by the Afterschool Alliance. The event shines a light on the many ways afterschool programs engage children and youth by making learning fun and providing educational and enriching activities. Afterschool programs are especially important as students recover from the pandemic, but funding shortfalls have left nearly 25 million kids without the afterschool programs their parents want for them. Quality afterschool programs keep kids safe, inspire them to learn, and give parents peace of mind. Executive Director Jody Grant.
5: Every day, after school programs across our country help students discover their talents, build their confidence, and foster their creativity through enrichment and academic supports. As we continue to recover from the pandemic, it's essential that many more students and families have access to these programs. This year, 8,000 Lights On After School events will focus on the benefits after school programs provide.
16: Visit www.afterschoolalliance.org to learn more about Lights On After School.
4: All right, talking the world of sports here on the weekend football. Fifth quarter takeover, buddy. Tread along the way as we talk the world of sports. And uh, the text line is blowing up, 515-380-6569. Where are you? I You know, we like to do this once a month, getting all you textures in here. Uh, you know, my buddy Gary in, in, in Cincinnati and then his, I don't know if they're cousins or some relatives in Hamilton, Ohio, <laughs> where's Ohio State Ohio State had their chance Gary and company you had your chance you lost to Michigan and I was not coming back from a 10 nothing deficit so you Buckeye fans move on go play in the Fiesta Bowl go play in some bowl game you're not getting into the final four and I'll be honest with you I, I, I'm sick of talking about it but it's all we got until next year it's all we got we've got the final four and And, you know, there's going to be some injustice, disservice, call it what you will, in the middle of the afternoon on Sunday. So they are going to be, you know, chewing on a brat, getting ready for uh, Packers and and Chiefs on Sunday night football, and the the hammer's coming down. And they're going to find a way to put those stinking Bulldogs in from Georgia. And if they do, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. They didn't play anybody. I'm going to say it one more time. You ready for this? This is your two-time defending national champion Georgia Bulldogs schedule. You ready for this? They opened on September 2nd with University of Tennessee Martin. September 9th, Ball State. They played South Carolina on the 16th. On September 23rd, they played UAB, which means University of Alabama-Birmingham. It's a joke. in the Eastern Division of the SEC, you know, everybody gets all, oh, the SEC, it's the toughest. Oh, my God, the conference, it's where the mighty go and the Titans go to tangle with each other. What are you kidding me? Auburn stinks, Kentucky's mediocre, Vanderbilt stinks. Florida stinks. Missouri was great. Ole Miss is average. Uh, Tennessee couldn't win a big game if their life depended on it, and then they finish up with Georgia Tech. Get them the hell out of the Final Four, would you please? I don't want to hear it. I don't want to see that ugly bulldog with his with his baggy eyes and his big drooly lips and they, they cart him around the field and, oh, he's the adorable bulldog. B.S. Get out. You lost. Kirby, you got beat, Kirby be smart. Go home. Go play in a bowl game. Seriously, play Liberty. Play them in the Peach Bowl. You know, I'm I'm serious. It makes me cuckoo. I get so wound up over this because it's just not fair. But that's what's coming down the pike. I'm telling you. Am I gonna lose sleep over it? Hell no. But I know what I know what to expect. It's three nothing Florida State, and in about 35 minutes, Louisville is gonna take the lead, seven three. If they haven't already, I'll get you a live update. And once Louisville takes the lead, it's over. Florida State's got the third string quarterback, Brock Gavin from Covington, Tennessee. And, and, you know, he comes from a nice family, you know, a shot in a beer family down there in Covington, Tennessee. And, and, you know, maybe in future years he'll be uh, relevant in Florida State, at Florida State. But you know what? They're going to lose to Louisville tonight, and then we've got a crappy Final Four. So I'm going to move on. I am. But the text line stays open. 515 380 6569. Right now, the poll, um, percentage wise, I can't give you anything other than percentage wise. Percentage wise, it's I talk too much college football. And that's probably true. Well, you know what? It's December. And once college football turns the page and we get Army, Navy out of the way next Saturday night and we get the Heisman Trophy, which nobody cares about anymore, I mean, seriously, does anybody really care about that next week other than the family and the schools that have the four guys who are going to get invited to New York? They're going to go to the Downtown Athletic Club. They're going to have dinner at Tavern on the Green. And then they're going to put on a nice shirt and a tie and a nice blue blazer Or, you know, Penix will, you know, he'll dress like, uh, Pennix will probably dress, he'll he'll probably look, Michael Penix of Washington will probably look somewhere between an entertainer and a drug dealer next Saturday night at the downtown athletic club. You know, he's going to wear some stupid purple outfit with a yellow tie, and he's going to look like you know, some carnival barker for crying out loud. And can I tell you something? I watched the Washington, Oregon game. Michael Penix, if he's a first round pick, that'll be the biggest joke in the world. Now I know why he started at Indiana. He he is he's an awful quarterback. He and he's gonna win the Heisman. Can you imagine it? I mean I should be a little I gotta go easy. He's not an awful quarterback, but he's as mediocre as the day is long. You know, you remember that guy, Achilles Smith, who came out of Oregon and, oh, big number one pick. Everybody was excited, and what a disaster he was for Cincinnati. Well, whoever whoever is stupid enough to draft Michael Penix next year, that's who you're getting, a left-handed Achilles Smith. He's not very good. He really isn't. And I felt bad for Bo Nix. You know, you leave Auburn, you go to Oregon, you have all this talent. Yeah, they lost to Washington twice this year. It's going to make them crazy. But Bo Nix, he totally choked on Friday night. I mean, he absolutely took the gas pipe. I don't know what the hell he was thinking throwing that ball. They just got a pick. They got the ball. They have all the mojo. And then he throws to a guy who had come out of bounds back in the, and just made a terrible throw. And you saw how hard he took because he knew. Their playoff chances up in smoke and his Heisman Trophy went up in smoke. But Bo Nix had nobody to blame. He, he cost Coach Lanning, and he cost Oregon a chance to go to the playoffs, uh, uh, to the ultimate playoff. He really did. I hate to say it. He's a nice kid. I mean, he plays his rear end off. He, he plays with a lot, of, you know, a lot of fervor, a lot of passion. He leaves it all out there. I, I, can I come up with another cliche? You know, 110%, you know, win one for the Gipper. What a stupid throw that was. Oh, my God. Oh, my Lord. What was he thinking? And, you know, they just – they they simply – I mean, Oregon couldn't tackle – they couldn't tackle a tackle dummy. I've never seen such a weak team defensively who doesn't – they don't know how to wrap up and take a guy down. How many yards after contact with with receivers – in other words, over the middle, Washington receiver, McNamara, you know, most notably, catches the ball – and he gets hit and they don't wrap up and he gets another 10 yards. You know, and, and Fowler and Herb Street in the ESPN booth are clueless. I mean, they're just talking about the athleticism and oh, this kid's a five-star kid. He couldn't tackle his sister. And you're playing in Las Vegas Friday night primetime Pac-12 championship game. Please, these announcers are so afraid to tell the truth and just say, you know what? Oregon stinks. yeah, they could score points but they can't defend the they can't defend the common cold. I mean seriously, it was just embarrassing and it even got worse today. I mean it really did. I mean what the hell was Oklahoma State doing in the back 12 I mean in the big 12 championship game? anybody Kansas Iowa State, K State, uh, the Clark School for the Deaf somebody in there other than Mike Gundy with his bad, stupid haircut and his inability to coach and his inability to get a defensive coordinator that can teach him how to tackle. I, I mean, the Big 12, it was an embarrassment. It really was. I mean, the right team won. Texas won, won but guess where they're going? They're, they're, they're leaving. I don't know what's more painful to watch. The, 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 the Pac-12 dissolving or just the Big 12 Losing their two front teeth, for the most part, Texas and Oklahoma. But that championship game has just never been good. It just hasn't. All right, we'll come back. Charlie Gibbons is warming up in the bullpen. We got a lot to get to still here at 800-878-PLAY, 800 878 10 Michigan, 3 nothing Florida State. We got two snoozers. But we're going to have two losers tonight and maybe a whole college football system that's going to lose and abuse you as we come back here on Sports Overnight. America, football, fifth quarter takeover, Saturday night, Marty Terrell. right, talk of the world of sports here, Chuck Carly Gibbons, up by, he is coming up here, we'll break down Iowa at the half, Iowa-Michigan, I shouldn't be so partial to Iowa, but that's where we're coming to you live from, lots of good things coming up in the weeks ahead, and... uh, (laughs) He put it out on social media today. Oh, we got a big game watch coming up. Mesquaki Bingo Casino. Get ready for Iowa, Iowa State. Women. Caitlin Clark. She's gold. She's money. Go ask State Farm. Go ask Hy-Vee. Go ask Nike. Go ask all these corporations that are coming around. Women's college basketball is huge. That's the way to get the text line. That's the way to crank everybody up, right? Look, I get it. Um, I I do. I mean, how do I say this delicately, but truthfully at the same time? Here's what I'll tell you. There's a handful of teams, right? There's LSU, there's South Carolina, there's Connecticut, there's UCLA, there's Iowa. That's it. Yeah, you can throw in a Florida team. You can throw in Tennessee every once in a while. You can throw in South—I uh, mean, uh, what was the other team? I, I don't know. There's, there's a, l- l- Let me get to. Let me cut to the chase. There's five or six teams that are relevant. But here's what a guy said to me today. He said, "Let me tell you something. The the women's final four in April at Rocket Mor- uh, Rocket Mortgage Arena in Cleveland, Ohio." Is going to be huge because you're going to have Caitlin Clark and Iowa there. You're going to have Angel Reese and LSU in a rematch. You're going to have the goofy coach Kim Mulkey who will dress like a uh, she'll look like a peacock. You know, she'll look she'll look like a goofball. She'll have yellow, purple, orange. She'll look like the NBC TV logo, right? The peacock. That's what's and, and then you'll get maybe South Carolina or UCLA. But seriously, do you see what they're charging and what the hotels and the ticket? It's huge. And I haven't even looked up where the men's Final Four is. I'll look it up during the break before we go to Charlie. I want to say San Antonio. Is it San Antonio this, this time around? I know San Antonio's got one coming up soon for the men. I think so. But this is what drives people crazy because right now the women's final four is off the charts. It is. And people say, ah, you know what? You're just you're skewed by Caitlin Clark. You know, you're biased to the Big Ten. You're bi- no, I'm really not. I'm looking at numbers. I'm looking at numbers and I'm looking at eyeballs. I'm looking at what advertisers are doing. Look what State Farm is doing. They're fully vested. They're all in. Yeah, and I know they're going to spend money and they do it every arena. If you look at any any stanchion, any basket backboard, what's it held up by? A stanchion and what's the wrap around on that stanchion? It's the State Farm wrap. Or the State Farm logo on the backboard itself or signage courtside. I understand that. But they're not they're not throwing money at the Final 4 on the men's side like they used to. They're not. And it it drives people crazy. It really does. And what really brings it to light is what's going on with all the ancillary money. I mean, your college players today at the higher end, the upper crust, they're professional athletes. You know, here we are getting ready. We haven't even announced the Final Four at college football. And you know what we have? We have probably at right now, I lost count today at about 16. And by Monday, it'll be more like 32 to maybe 50 players have already put in for the transfer portal. And I'm going to give you a guy from Connecticut who I know. Drew Pine, okay? He's out of Connecticut. Decorated athlete in Connecticut. And that's not saying a lot, but he's a great quarterback. Signs on at Notre Dame. Goes to Notre Dame, things don't work out. He transfers to Arizona State. Things weren't horrible at all. He's already in the the transfer portal for a second time. It's a joke. You know, we used to laugh back in the day. You know, we'd say, man, that kid went to five different high schools. Heck, before guys graduate, if they ever do from, from college, they go to five or six different schools. It's free agency. It's what it is. I don't have a huge problem with it because I'm not naive. I'd rather see the money be on the table than under the table. And probably most athletes are getting it two ways. They're getting money on the table but under the table, and they're getting taken care of by boosters. And, I mean, look at Dion's kids. I mean, he's got a $300,000 watch. He's driving a Bentley. What college kid drives a freaking Bentley? Really? (laughs) I mean, I kind of like it, though. It's kind of neat. You know, can you imagine? Saturday night, you pick up your date. Hello, Cherise, how are you? Where are we going tonight? Oh, we're going to Joe's Steakhouse. And after that, we're going to go to the club. And I got a Bentley and a $250,000, $300,000 watch in a car. It's beautiful. And then one more thing on the Deion Sanders family. How about this? And this really got things going yesterday. Thursday and Friday, this got things really going. Sports Illustrated Man of the Year is Dion Sanders this is an award now remember it's a changing landscape sports illustrated is no longer a relevant magazine i can't remember the last time that that i a purchased or b cared about sports illustrated from a magazine standpoint it's all digital but the award in and of itself is still pretty prestigious if you're the sportsman of the year for Sports Illustrated, it's still it's got some cachet. Not a ton, and it's come down, it's diminished. But Dion got the award, and you know what? SI, I love you guys. You had the you know what the testicles, the nads to find the right guy who moved the sports needle in 2023, and it was Dion, because he took over one and eleven Colorado. Yes, they were four and eight. Yes, they beat Tennessee and then uh, – not Tennessee, TCU and Nebraska and became relevant, and we had that controversial game with Colorado State and we had all the other stuff. But the thing that I love about it is he deserves the award. And you say, well, how can that be? How can it be? Who else? Otani in baseball? Yeah, maybe. If anybody, I'd give it to Bruce Bochi. I mean, he's a manager who went- you know his third uh, his third world series but you know managers aren't going to be sportsman of the year hell back back in 73 they gave it to a horse secretariat you know a horse is a horse of course of course and he was the sportsman of the year wouldn't you know but here's the deal the sportsman of the year i love it i really do i think it's hilarious who are you going to give it to from the NFL? You want to give it to who? Brock Purdy? He got hurt. He You know, he didn't make it to the Super Bowl. You want to give it to Mahomes? Wake me up when that yawn is over with. Kelsey? Uh, if you give it to Kelsey, then you're going to get Taylor Swift in the picture. No thanks. Deion Sanders got the Sports Illustrated Man of the Year, and he deserved it. Oh, I love that. I really do. I think I think it's just classic, classic a big middle finger to the establishment because they're like, whoa, you got to give it to somebody who did something on the field or won a championship or, you know, moved the needle in some profound way. Guess what he did? He did it against the establishment. Colorado's relevant. And you wait till you see what they do in the portal. They're going to have the biggest, the biggest hall in, and I'm not going to call it, you know, the portal. I'm going to call it what it is, free agency. Colorado and Deion Sanders will have the biggest, mark my words now, it's not Notre Dame, it's not going to be anybody but one, University of Colorado, they will have the biggest haul in free agency in college football in the offseason. Mark my words. Because Dion knows – how to get these guys in front of the right corporate people grease their palms and all of a sudden it's no longer about where you play it's where you get paid and if you don't think that's the truth you're naive and you're dumb because it's about the money it just is it's about the cash and and these kids are collecting benjamins right now they're getting opportunities and I, i mean dion he's so good he just calls up the perspective of advertisers and says, Hey, I got Joe Blow, you know, coming in from, uh, you know, Texas, and he, he's going to be our starting wideout. And oh, by the way, um, let's put a deal together for him. And I'm trying to think who got, oh, you know what? Auburn today, Auburn today just robbed a guy. Auburn just grabbed a guy, and I'm trying to think who they nailed him from. He committed somewhere, and the coach got fired, and he said, Well, Auburn said, Come on over. And let me tell you, nobody pays like Auburn. Well, they do. Alabama does, Georgia does. But Auburn pays, LSU pays, Colorado now pays. uh, Southern Cal will pay. I love it. I hope Iowa and Iowa State get into the game and get these highfalutin boosters to write some checks because I want to see a few four- or five-star guys land here in the heartland. I think it'd be great. I really do. All right, Charlie's standing by. He's warming up in the bullpen. He's ready to go. You're going to hear a guy who is not going to admit that his pick of Iowa over Michigan State was crazy. They're down 10 nothing. I'll give them some bonus points because they're not getting totally blown out. But it's going to be, let's see, 10, 17, 24. 31-3 is my call. 31-3, Iowa gets it on the chin tonight. We're coming back. Sports Overnight America across the country. We're part of the fifth quarter takeover. We are on Sports Byline, iHeart, around the globe on the American Forces Radio Network. Tune in. Smart Radio. Coming right back on a weekend.
6: Let's help you next. Take advantage of the opportunity to get started today. Call 1-800-356-7308. That's
4: 1-800-356-7308. Again, 1-800-356-7308.
12: Hey, I came as fast as I could. What's wrong?
4: Everything's okay. I just
7: need you to know I'm glowing up.
13: You just texted SOS Get Here Now. And I stand by that
7: because I switched to Cricket and got the all-new Motorola Razor. I have entered my flip era, and I am glowing up.
5: I'm gonna go back
12: home.
7: I support that.
5: Switch to cricket and get the all new Motorola Razor for $199.99. Smile, you're on cricket.
16: Must open a new
3: line on a $60 month voice plan. First month service charge and tax to its sale. Fees, terms, and restrictions apply. See cricketwireless.com for details
4: All right. Talking the world of sports here. I love what I'm doing. It's a Saturday night into a Sunday. I got Bailey Peck out in San Francisco. He's living a good life. He's uh, piloting the ship. I'm trying to get a hold of Charlie. And you know what? I I mean, I got a million people texting me. I clogged up the line. It's halftime. Well, 21 seconds till halftime. Where's my man, Charlie? Let's go. You know, he might pull this off. Wouldn't that be something if Iowa pulled off the upset tonight and beat Michigan? Oh, man. And you know what? The only touchdown of the game was set up by a punt return of of like almost 100 yards. It was like 93 yards. I didn't let me I don't even know if I got the official stats in front of me. I mean, I I could talk till midnight tonight. I'm going to, I don't even want to hang up. Uh, at 10 o'clock Eastern. I really don't. I want to keep stirring it up here because we got people all riled up. In Ohio, um, Florida, where did that guy he, – he decommitted and then wh- he, he's going to Auburn. He, he's a five-star guy. What coach got fired recently where he would have – it wasn't uh, Texas A&M. Um, it wasn't Ohio State because they didn't, you know, their coaching situation is tenuous. Ryan Day, I don't know. Maybe Charlie will know. But anyway,s a five star guy, nah, the coach is fired. Uh, you know, he recruited me. I'm, out. I'm going to Auburn. Auburn said, "Yeah, well, stand right over here. Let me get the checkbook out." I love it. I really do. You know, it's long overdue because we all knew, we all knew that. Um, you know schools were paying people i mean lsu you know had numerous scandals uh florida state had free shoes university deon sanders speak of the devil he admitted in in his uh year or two at florida state he went to class once <laughs> i mean that's just great he went to class once hi my name is deon sanders i'm here today for public speaking 101 uh I'm glad to be here. Um, I'm going to leave a little early because i got to get to my second class, which is um, basket weaving 101, and then I want to go. And then he was like a phys ed major. That's the biggest joke in college, too. You're a phys ed major. What does that mean? You go to the weight room and work out? You chase girls around the nightclubs? That counts as your uh, your cardio? I mean,
14: it's just beautiful.
4: Ah. Oh. I'm sorry. I like to tell it the way it is, and I laugh at these schedules. I mean, everyone's wound up. Well, you know, our team had a power rating. We were ten and two. You didn't play anybody. Just look at Georgia, and and Alabama's hands aren't exactly clean either. They really, (laughs) their their hands aren't clean. I mean, they play uh, Alabama. They like to schedule. Let's see what Alabama did. They always they they schedule two cupcakes. They love cupcakes down there in Tuscaloosa. They really do. And they're so corrupt. You know, they're so corrupt in Alabama. They're so crooked when they die, they have to screw them in the ground because they don't go in straight, those boosters down there. Oh, Billy Bob and Bobby Sue. Okay, Middle Tennessee. They they played Middle Tennessee. They lost to Texas. And normally that's a a season killer, but this year it won't be. Oh, they went to South Florida and played the University of South Florida, the Bulls. Isn't that something? They played them on the road. Old Mid. At Mississippi State, Texas A&M, Arkansas, Tennessee, Bi-Week, LSU. Ooh, they scheduled Chattanooga on November 18th. They scheduled the Chattanooga choo Choos. Isn't that just wonderful? So, you know, that's why I have so much more respect, honestly, for teams. And I'm going to say this primarily in the heartland. And I'll even throw Iowa, Iowa State, and Kansas, and some others. And you can say, well, they have to kind of schedule differently to in order to get the national exposure. And that's true. 100% true. All right, Charlie's texting me. He's now ready. All right, well, Charlie, I've been calling you for a half an hour. Let's see if you can pick up this time. Come on now. We're waiting on Charlie. But, you know, most of the people texting in tonight saying, and, and the people from Cincinnati and Columbus and Cleveland, they're all wound up over Ohio State. You know why? Because you got the wrong coach there. You have the wrong coach. You have Ryan Day. He's from New Hampshire. Okay? Football in New Hampshire. And he's from the Chip Kelly tree. So you know what you're going to get? You're going to get a guy who, you know, talks the talk but doesn't walk the walk. He's going to get fired. And I'm stunned that they haven't made the, the, the change already. I really am. I'm stunned that they haven't made that change because he's not the right guy there. They've lost three straight to Michigan and it just doesn't cut it. All right. Let me see if I can try one more time. Charlie, I've been trying you forever and you're not picking up. So you're going to miss the cut here tonight. Unless I can find a different way to uh, bring him into the fray here. Says he's unavailable. All right. Let me try one other way anyway so i mean that's just that's just the way that you know that's just the way the world works it's just a different world i mean you have to realize that ohio state you know it's a cliche in many respects but the fact of the matter is if you don't beat ohio state they don't care they really don't and people say well well wait 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 a minute isn't it about the bowl games and stuff? No, because if they don't beat Ohio state, they're not going to be in the playoffs, but that's going to change next year. So it's going to change the landscape and the dynamics of what the pressure that head coaches feel, because it goes from four to 12. So even underachieving, you know, fraudulent teams like Iowa will once in a blue moon, get into the top 12 and then the fan base will be, Oh man, that's what? Hey, we're in the, we are in, we are in, we made the, we we made the playoffs. Oh great! And you got smoked in the first round. So I mean, so it, it doesn't it it doesn't really matter. So it, you know the people can sit there and scream and yell all they want. All right, let me get to the uh, scoreboard. Let's see if we have any change. And I'm telling you, I I really think Louisville's going to pull it off tonight. And I don't want to say the fix is in, but I think the fix is in. They do not want Florida. It's 3 nothing at halftime. I mean, look at this. We have 10-0 Michigan at halftime over Iowa in Indianapolis. We got Florida State leading Louisville, 3-0 at halftime in Charlotte. We had two high-scoring, high-falutin games earlier today. I mean, and now we've got two rock fights. I know, oh, I know what I'm gonna hear from the Iowa fan base tomorrow. The Hawkeye fan. Well, you know what? We got beat. But man, did we give Michigan a tough fight? <laughs> okay. <laughs> let me know let me know what that gets you, right? Ah, it's just beautiful. All right, I'm trying one more time. I, I'm dying to get Charlie in here because you know, he he says that Iowa's gonna win the game tonight. And I, I'm calling him. And I know I got my uh, I got my technical stuff all worked out today. So I don't understand why I'm not getting them. And it's not like I can, you know, we're on a network. I can't call a break in the middle of the show and all the affiliates and say, hey, I had to get Charlie on. But I'm calling him and it's saying he's not answering. So Charlie, I don't think you're going to make the cut tonight, brother. Uh, I mean, we're trying. I mean, you got to turn your machine on or something. All right, let's get to uh, a few other things. All right, let's get to the NFL Sunday because I want to get to that. Then I got the two-minute drill coming up, top of the hour. And I want to put a plug in for that movie, boy. I'm telling you, go see uh, The Holdovers. Please go see that movie. And I know I'm coming at you from my New England background, the prep school's there, Deerfield Academy, Northfield, Mount Hermon. It's filmed there, and it's filmed in Boston, and it's Southeastern Mass. Paul Giamatti, go see this movie. It's really, really good. It's real good. And I don't usually shill for movies, unless it's sports-related or it's something that really lights my fire, and this one did. So, The holdovers, Go check it out. All right, NFL Sunday. Here. I'm going to shock you. There's three games. There's three games on Sunday, week 13. Number one, and this is the sucker, this is what the sucker game, because they're going to suck you into San Francisco and Philly and get you all excited about that game. Don't fall for it. They're going to suck you in and say, oh, boy, you know, uh, you know, Jordan Love looked great on Thanksgiving Day for the Packers. You know, against Detroit, they pulled off the upside on the road against the high flying lions and blah, 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 blah. Don't fall for it. It'll be a decent game Sunday night. I'm telling you, Denver, Broncos, Houston, Texans tomorrow. It's gonna to be great. And you're saying, well, hold on a minute. These are two teams that are six and five. They're combined a twelve and ten record. What are you talking about? Look at you got CJ stroud he was the number two pick bryce young is stinking up the joint in charlotte with the carolina panthers he's too small he's gonna be a bust cj stroud ohio state university is phenomenal he's got guts he's got intestinal fortitude he's got a gunslinger mentality he is bought in he He's got veteran players saying we've got the guy. We've got D'Amico Ryans as the coach. Nick Cesario as the general manager. The Houston Texans are going to be relevant. And they are not going to be. They're relevant. And, and the Denver Broncos started one and five. They haven't lost since. Rarified Air in Mile High City, six and five. And with a win on Sunday, seven and five. Winners of six in a row playoff bound, and they will scare the bejesus out of the Kansas City Chiefs and phony Pat Mahomes and goofball uh, Travis Kelsey, who who needs to learn how to catch a ball and hang on to a ball and keep his googly eyes off Taylor Swift while he's playing football. Because you know what? The the fans in Kansas City are sick of Taylor Swift. She needs to stay home and stay away from the stadium and let Travis focus on football. And he's turned into a nutcase, too. Have you seen his latest? He wears this lime green suit. What a dope. You know what? You're a ham and from Ohio. Remember who you are and stop being a dope and catch the football and win another world's championship. And we don't care about Taylor Swift. And my buddies in Kansas City, they're fired up because they're tired of this. They really are. Those guys in Kansas City, that great fan base, they are totally sick at. Of- Tired of the Travis and Taylor show, they're 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 tired of it. They want to win a they want to win a Super Bowl, and you know, you know, Andy Reid is a meat and potatoes guy. He hates it too. It's a huge distraction. And then you got Mahomes and his wife. She's jealous of Taylor uh, Swift, and you, you can see them have a cat fight in those highfalutin suites down at Arrowhead. You know, she's she's cutting glares over at Taylor. Well, the national TV camera, and she's trying to cozy up to Taylor so she's on national TV. I mean, it drives me nuts. Can you imagine having to come home to those women and all the all the uh, high maintenance and all the, the stuff you got to deal with? Well, you know, she got that much face time on TV and blah, blah. Who cares? Win a game and leave that stuff aside. But you know who's complicit? The, the network. CBS, Fox, NBC, ESPN. They're all complicit, and even Amazon. The Thursday night game, they'll throw up, you know, they'll throw up some garbage there. And 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 I get it. They say, well, you know what? We bring in, we bring in a whole different demographic when we highlight Taylor Swift. Well, good for you. Um, it just drives me nuts. All right. So second half is about to get underway in Indy. Uh, Michigan ten nothing over Iowa. Florida State leading Louisville in Charlotte. If Seminoles win are they in or do they take an unbeaten ACC team and say you know what your, your power rating your non-conference schedule of, of the power fives the ACC's at the bottom of the barrel yeah we're gonna go with Georgia thanks Florida State and by the way Florida State you know if you had beaten if you had beaten Louisville a little more impressively we'd have you in That's warming up in the bullpen. All right, we'll come back. Two-minute drill. I'm Marty Terrell. It's a weekend edition. we got football, the fifth-quarter takeover, scores, interviews, and analysis throughout the overnight across the country on iHeart and around the globe on the American Forces Radio Network Worldwide. Coming right back.
1: 800-298-9093. That's 800-298-9093. Some days, my active psoriatic arthritis makes it hard to get in the game. Now, the ball is in my
6: court. Thanks to treating my skin and joints with Sky Rizzi. Kizimab Rizzi, a prescription only, 150 milligram injection for adults. Nothing is
17: everything.
6: Sky Rizzi helps with less joint pain, stiffness, swelling, and fatigue. For those who also have plaque psoriasis, 90% clearer skin is possible with just four doses a year after two starter doses.
12: Don't use if allergic to Skyrizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine.
6: With Skyrizzy, there's nothing like clearer skin and better movement, and that means everything. Ask your doctor today about SkyRizzy and visit SkyRizzy.com or call one eight six six SkyRizzy to learn more.
10: I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him.
11: His addiction. I haven't seen him like this ever.
10: Hey, look. I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I just want to tell him it's
11: not your fault.
1: 800 378 3508. That's 800 378 3508. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline.
4: All right, Pittsburgh, take over down the home stretch here. Two minute drill. Here we go. Iowa. Can they, can they shock the world down to nothing? You know, I was in a meeting today. I told the guys, I said, can they do it? I said, hey, Buster Douglas knocked out Mike Tyson in Tokyo 33 years ago. Saturday night. I went to bed that Saturday night, fell asleep on the couch, woke up in the middle of the night, turned on the TV. I said, what? It can happen. Don't count on it. All right. Uh, I did some research on Florida State, and I forgot. They played LSU and beat them two years in a row Last uh, this year to start the season. Um, they played North Alabama, their cupcake game. So they're, they're complicit with the uh, play a cupcake. And I'm trying to think. They had one other non-con game, and it wasn't horrible. Let me look it up real quick. I mean, it was okay. Florida State played LSU, Southern Miss, and Southern Miss was horrible. But then they went into conference with uh, Boston College on the road at Clemson, bye week, Votex, Syracuse, Duke, Wake Forest, Pitt, Miami of Florida, North Alabama, Florida. Ah, uh, look, if Florida State wins, I'm I'm sorry, Georgia just bye bye. Put Florida State in there. I mean, c- come on, they're undefeated, and I know the ACC isn't exactly, you know, the Big Ten or the the Big Twelve or even the diluted pac 12 because the pac 12 had some decent teams this year i mean other than oregon and washington i mean arizona wasn't horrible they really weren't and washington state showed a little moxie and they almost beat washington but you know almost doesn't count unless it's horseshoes or hand grenades right so almost and close doesn't matter it's the end game all right good job out of the whole crew uh, stay with us throughout the overnight. We uh, delight you with uh, a lot of analysis of this huge Saturday into a Sunday. We'll preview the NFL. Bailey Peck, outstanding job out of you. Charlie Gibbons as well. Special contributions from Dominic Jimenez and Dan Ogden and the whole crew. Thanks to Darren Peck. Thanks to all our advertisers. Big doings coming up with Besquaki, Hi V, and a whole bunch of people here in the
14: heartland.
4: My home base here, I'm Marty Terrell. Sports Overnight America, this is the fifth quarter takeover. Thanks for tuning in. Adios. Make it a good night. Have a good day